What is up, people? And thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and we got a great show lined up for you today. A lot of stories coming out of uh, the world of DC, or the universe, whatever they're calling it, <laughs> DC, uh, worlds of DC. A lot of stories coming out of there. Uh, Forbes did a, a pretty expansive report this week um, talking about not only the news of, of Robert Pattinson becoming the Batman more officially it's like weird like we, we're, we're getting to levels of official when it comes to robert pattinson he was picked and then it was like oh now they're gonna do a screen test with him and holt and now it's like oh warner brothers approves the pick and i guess now it's only a matter of time i would suppose before uh warner brothers makes an official announcement or he makes an official announcement saying that he will indeed they haven't already nah Interesting. no it's, it's been only reporting that we've yeah. gotten this stuff from um so We'll talk about all the stuff going on with that. But along with that article, um, along with the Rob Patton stuff, that article also talked a lot about uh, what we may be seeing in that movie, along with some other DC movies. We got some interesting uh, stories and, and, and nuggets coming out of the Suicide Squad uh, and of Supergirl. So uh, we'll talk about that. We'll also talk about some interesting developments regarding um, the New Guys movie. It has a new co-writer along with Ava DuVernay, who is directing it. And if you've heard me talk about to talk on this show you guys will know i'm very excited about who they picked for that and um and some dark phoenix and shang chi chuff later on the show so should be fun we have uh really really big episode recaps this week too we got season finale of cloaking dagger and a pilot episode of swamp thing so um i i i regard these shows pretty highly after what i saw so I'm excited to see what you guys have to say about it. So I'm excited for the show. It should be a fun show. A lot of stuff to get to. Joining me are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what are you looking most forward to most talking about today? Uh, I'm most looking forward to our uh, show recaps today. Mm. We've got Cloak and Dagger, a whole, whole season. Um, so that should be interest, an interesting discussion. And we also have Swamp Thing, which is going also going to be a very interesting discussion. Because we had that premiere as well, so... Uh, should be fun to talk about. Kendall on the show as well. Kendall, what are you looking to get into today? Yeah, uh, a lot of interesting nuggets uh, this week. A lot of a lot of news, like you mentioned, both on DC. Uh, uh, the Marvel side has a little bit of news coming up, so uh, I, I'm I'm excited to talk about that. Plus, like Shamari mentioned, we have a series finale and a series premiere. So very 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 interesting show on the TV on the very interesting week in the TV side, I should say. Absolutely. So let's get to it. Let's start with the first story of the week. And, of course, we got to talk about Robert Pattinson. So uh, according to Deadline, he has edged out Nicholas Holt after the two did a, uh, a test in the costume earlier in this week. Um, I, you guys heard us talk about Robert Pattinson being picked as Batman or at least being uh, um, Reeves picked as Batman maybe a couple of weeks ago. And then this week it, it came seemed like it was still very much in the air between him and Nicholas Holt. Deadline saying that uh, the executives at Warner Brothers really liked Holt and wanted to at least see a screen test before they approved Matt Reeves' choice, who Reeves was uh, definitely for Pattinson. It seems like they saw enough for them to approve the move for Pattinson to now become the Batman, as I said earlier in the show. It seems like we're now at the negotiation stage. I heard one part of it would be him agreeing to do more than one movie, probably three movies at least. Uh, they're saying that that seems to be a formality. Um, From what I can see, Variety is saying that it's done. They, that's what's so weird about it. Is they that said that so, Warner Brothers all, all, all the parts of it, other people are saying that it's completely done. 
it's what's weird is that last week when we talked about it, like Variety, they were going there reporting that it was a done deal. Pattinson was was going to be Batman. Yeah. And Deadline were the ones saying, no, like Holt's still in the picture. It's a it's a two horse race. Pattinson is the favorite, but Holt still got a shot. Uh, generally, when you hear that, either in sports or any bit of news where like a major company like Variety says it's done, typically they're hearing from something. It may not be done like completely, but like they're not reporting it out of nowhere, out of thin air. And no, of course not. So it's not a surprise that this week it gets you know confirmed. Uh, they seem to be again a little more strong, uh, like saying that Warner Brothers told them that it's done. Uh, deadline in their end, like EJ said, saying that you know there's still litigation to be done. Yeah, the wording in the in the Variety article from uh, uh, Dave Mac McNary, shout out to him, uh, was Warner Brothers had closed a deal for the Twilight actor Robert Pattinson to play the K Crusader in the Batman. He said the studio confirmed. Oh, it says the studio confirmed too. I didn't. See yeah, that I think it's in the first paragraph. Uh, but yep, the studio confirmed on Friday that he had signed a deal. I mean, so I mean, this could just be their exclusive. Yeah, I mean, it could just be there. No one else is saying that, but yeah. And if Warner Brothers hasn't come out and said anything, now I mean, they don't have to make a big whole like. Right, that's the thing. A big like, whole. I don't like, think they're gonna put a tweet thing out with LeBron, yeah. like like the decision or nothing. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. exactly. It's like, we've home. made a decision. I'm coming to, I'm coming to Gotham. <laughs> you know, like, but uh, you know, I'm, I actually I don't know. I disagree either, with like, that. I think that they would or they should make this. Yeah, as, and that's the question. As, as celebratory and as as big as possible I don't know if Pattinson's a name to do that for Pattinson's a huge name did, did they do that for they didn't do that what did they do that for Affleck Affleck was pretty huge I don't, it may not have been a thing but like I forgot every media thing like you know talked about it, it was obviously it was and I feel like I feel like he was very involved with like the rollout of that news. right he might have tweeted like something. Pattinson has been involved with any of this yeah Pattinson yeah, he's been running anything. away from any question about the Batman yeah. they've been giving him and like, and like we mentioned he has no social media so, well, yeah, he doesn't he have, yeah, technically he doesn't have, he doesn't have an account. outlet to even yeah, yeah, give like that to. Affleck probably yeah, tweeted something, you know, yeah, see, I'm Batman or whatever. No, I, I mean, I think DC, now I've said that to me they remind me of the Mets and that they, they are too worried about the back pages. I think um, you were going to say because uh, they're cheap. No, no, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. They're definitely not cheap. Um, <laughs> nothing they've done is cheap. I would never accuse them of that. Personally, I think one of the Mets. Uh, no, I think it's something like the Mets or even the Jets, maybe even more so. That they, they're they're uberly concerned of like what the back pages say about them, and uh, I think they react, uh, uh, they react not appropriately, but they react based off of that sometimes. So I would think that someone who a, a company who was so involved in, in wanting to see what the media, uh, controlling the media narrative or something, I'm not surprised they didn't become more forceful with this but also matt reeves also seems to be kind of like an understated dude so maybe he didn't also want that kind of press until he needs it like he'll need it obviously when the movie is now being and when you're promoting it at that point but this is such an early stage you know he has still a lot of eyes and t's to cross before we even get to that point when is this movie supposed to come out june i believe 25th yes june 25th 2021 so it's still a little time. Yeah, yeah, it's two years. I mean, they don't have it's to announce two full years. Yeah, he'll be at a he'll be at a, a you know a convention before that or a, yeah some sort of presentation before that. I I would almost assure you that Pattinson's going to be at San Diego Comic Con. I'll I'll put that money on there now. Really? You're sure? Yeah. That he's going to be there. Yeah, I'm okay. assured. Right now, I would lean nah. I think they're going to focus on 
Wonder Woman. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what Pattinson is doing. Not to cut you off. But no, I, yeah, you. But I don't know what Pattinson is doing. I mean, I don't know what his schedule is like. He might be in London that week, probably. No. <laughs> okay, let me, be, let me let me let me then refer, let me then hedge my bet, which is lame, but I'll do it. Anyway. Yeah, EJ's already. I will say there will be some Pattinson presence at Comic Con, whether it's him shooting some video from some other set. So it will, it's not like a Warner Brothers. We have Robert Pattinson. It's him in the suit or something. No, no, I don't like, think that. Like actually, that. like I think that he will. I, I think that I, I think that they will. I think, think he'll be their big reveal. He Just like you know what it remind me of. I think when remember the year when we saw we went to the Iron Fist panel, and at the end it really became the, the Defenders right. panel basically. You know, everybody came out and that was a big announcement. That's what I think is gonna happen at San Diego. I think it'll be Wonder Woman. It'll be about it'll, plenty of the attention will be Birds on Wonder Woman and Joker, rightfully so. Yeah, but then and Birds of Prey, but. Pattinson, his presence, and Reeves, they will be there as well. This will kickstart their their promotion for this. Because it's weird. Like, well, I don't know. Because that's why. Because I, I keep saying I don't know why they would do it like this. That's the only thing I can think of is that they say, look, we hold it out for a month. We've held off, you know, the tabloids for a while. You know, we Variety kept getting stuff. But we were able to hold off the other people. Say, oh, no, Holt's actually still involved. And I think it's got to be for a reason. That's got to be it. Right. For me, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I mean that would, I mean they would win Comic Con, which they would, would yeah. They you think would. you think they would win Comic Con? Yeah, I just by they, bringing yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I they would. So. I think so. I think you guys, you guys are underselling the Marvel at this point in Marvel's career. We're saying that Marvel, no, Marvel can't, because I think Marvel can't beat Robert well, Pattinson as Batman. Marvel's on their post hangover. Yeah, it's a huge hangover. This is post any game. Marvel, so it's, so, like, so it's like a lull. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're going into a lull now. Of course, of course, you reached the high. The high has been reached. No, no one is gonna say they're gonna top Endgame with the next. Movie. No one, no one is. Gonna, also, right. I feel at like this Marvel, point they're at the downturn, and I also feel like Marvel <laughs> seems to be less. Incl- they seem to care like very little. They seem about to care very San little Diego about now. about Comic Con. Like they don't, they don't put the stock in it that they used to. Oh yeah, yeah I agree. Like now, it's DC's be- been smoking him at Comic Con for the last three years. Yeah, let's keep it one hundred. I mean, there since, was there was since the, year the Wonder where, Woman trailer and Justice League trailer year. Yeah, that they, was they like about the, three years ago. They, I mean, there was the year where they announced where they showed Black Panther and they announced Captain Marvel Brie, yeah, Brie and the Scrolls, Captain Marvel, and you know that was also where they I think announced that was the year Guardians. They had the, I think that was the year that they had the Justice the same year. Yeah, we talked about it on the show. And that was, I mean, that was a, that was a they, tough year. They smoked Marvel that year. Marvel didn't give us nothing. They smoked Marvel. Well, yeah, we didn't see anything. I'm talking about for like the 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 word. Yeah, the word coming out. Even though, of course, there was stuff that people saw that people maybe they saw. were even more impressed with yeah. Marvel. But like, they're only going by that word of mouth. I'm talking about the like the overall everybody from the world. The impression we got from Comic Con, right. DC, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I don't know had, what. I, yeah, I don't know what Marvel's the show. policy is going to be in terms of showing stuff. Um... I mean, to me, the only way they could, to me, if ba- if Pattinson comes out, the only way they could, they could then, to me, usurp them is if they. I don't want just a slate. Uh, to me, you gotta like show me, yo, Na- Namor is gonna be in bat. Like, see, somehow they showed us how the scrolls are gonna be in Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. You gotta say Namor is gonna be in Black Panther or or uh, or. I, I can't which, say that they're not. We'll get to that, that stuff in, like, a, in, a, in, a, in another second. Black Panther, Black Panther two. Which I'm Wakanda saying, Wakanda versus 
uh, the Atlantis, exactly. the Submariner. They, yeah, right. I don't think they're saying that these <laughs> are the movies. Submariner. Yeah, if you're telling me there's no Fox characters being implemented, I don't think just naming, oh, Doctor Strange Guardians in three 3, years. The Silver Surfer. It's got to be, you no, know, seriously, it's gotta, I think it's got to be stuff like that. They don't do that. Then I'll, I think yeah, that then, if, then Pattinson, if Pattinson comes right. out and he's look, Batman, like, that's all I can't, we're going to be talking I, look, about. I don't know. There's a lot. Of, I can't tell you what Marvel's going to do. You guys mentioned many different ways in which they can win, especially with the Fox you know, characters being on the being kind of in the horizon, but I just I wouldn't discount them, especially like I said with the Fox characters with Phase Four having still not been revealed. The only thing that I would be worried about if I were Marvel or if I was somebody that's putting money on Marvel having a big Comic Con is D twenty three is going to be is coming up this year as well. So they may choose to like EJ said they're not valuing San Diego Comic Con as much largely because they put their stock in their own event. So if they decide to do that again, then yes, Warner Brothers, I agree, would. would hey, uh, look, Warner Brothers, they got, they've got this. I mean, they have this announcement, even without this announcement. They also have Joker coming up. I mean, if they do something crazy for that. I mean, and th- and this is the, remember, this is the new, new DC. This isn't DCEU. This is the new <laughs> yeah. DC. They're coming off of Shazam, Aquaman. It's the worlds of DC. The worlds of DC. We got Wonder Which, Woman I'm coming a, up. They, I don't think I've ever seen Warner Brothers or DC call it that. I've only no. seen like reports saying this is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I still call it the DCU. Person. I mean, I mean, there was just a, a, they had some kind of event or something where they showed it as Worlds of DC, right? Mm-hmm. And right. that's what people were taking pictures of it. And yeah, now they're like, oh, it's apparently it's called Worlds of DC. But, uh, um, we we talked a lot about the patents and casting, so we don't really like, go through that anymore. We talked about that about two or three weeks ago. But what was curious was Forbes wrote an article. I, I this article Forbes is down today, so I don't know who wrote this. So apologies to whoever wrote it. I know Mark Hughes writes a lot of this stuff, so if it was him, shout out to him. But if it wasn't, then I don't know if it was whoever else. Shout out to you for doing this. But um, a Forbes article came out this week talking about this Batman stuff. Now that it was more official than it was three weeks ago. And one of the things that was interesting to me that came out of it was, one, that uh, not only will we have the Penguin and Catwoman appear, but apparently new versions of the Riddler, along with other uh, villains, will also appear in the movie. Um, That also includes new versions of Alfred and Commissioner Gordon as well. And the last thing that I thought was very surprising to me was that there's a chance that Robin is in this movie. That Batman would be getting help from the boy Wonder. So let me just start on the Robin thing. Uh, that's shocking. That, I mean, that's really shocking. That that doesn't like it's 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 interesting because I feel like if there was anything we were missing in um, the Dark Knight trilogy, it was that Robin character. And it's kind of weird how we've gone all these years. Like you know, we had Justice League, Batman v Batman v Superman. The dark, the Kirsten Nolan, Nolan, uh, Nolan trilogy. That's now five movies where Batman's been involved and there's been no Robin. Yeah. Uh, you know, no alive Robin. Yeah, no actor. Right. Playing. No, Robin. we we've had a suit that was marked up by the Joker and that was it. Got a Robin tease and rise the Dark Knight Rises right. or Nightwing tease. Do we think called. that introducing Robin is a good idea in the first movie? I think it is. You do think it is? Yeah. I think it could be. I mean, depending on. The, uh, um, I mean, I think it depends on the story they want to tell, um, but I also I think it would give it a very fresh. Exactly. It'll be, a, it'll be it'll, I think it'll be a very fresh take for this new generation That's of Batman. Point. I mean, this is that'll be an easy, a, a good way to differentiate this Batman from the Bale Batman mm-hmm. and the Affleck Batman. 
you know, this is, and and I mean, you got Pattinson. So some people, and for, it may be good for the people that are eh, on Pattinson. You know, you give them a cool Robin, they'd be like, oh, okay, go Batman and Robin. Uh, I might have to see that, and that's something new that's gonna get people. That will get people to go to the theaters. Yes. It'll be like Batman Definitely. and Robin beating people up. Yeah. As a team in twenty twenty or whatever when twenty twenty one like nah I'm gonna go see that yeah I, I think uh, the casting you know I think he would have to be younger much younger I think like oh, really? no older than like thirteen fourteen yeah probably I I'll go even further I would go further too I, if they I, cast I somebody know, I'm, 13. I'm gonna go further and beyond the age this Robin has to be Damian Wayne has I disagree to be Damian I disagree Wayne. yeah. Because he's too. If, if Pattinson is, is he's not younger, that yeah, he's younger. Pattinson is what thirty three. Yeah, more or less. Like so you're casting, and, and so you're casting it like a. I don't like want a, Batman to be a dad at like thirty three. I don't know. I think the or, whole point. I mean, is he could be like, a dad, but he, I mean, he I, can be. I mean, but I just feel like in the story, he's like a little older, and he's like, whoa, like, yeah. I feel like Damien, he doesn't he have does, does, like, he, does he get Damian Wayne after like, like several yeah after like several different Robins. That's oh no, he has Mad Robins. Yeah, I, I think you can change be, the story. My thing is, I don't know. How, I mean, I don't know how old they're gonna make this Batman. I know what Pattinson's actual age is. We've heard that he wants. We've heard that uh, uh, Reeves wants a younger Robin, younger Batman. I don't know what that age is in his head. Um, if it's thirty three, then that might be a little too young for Damian. If it's like thirty seven, I think right. this has to be Damian. To me, that like that would have to be the move. You could easily make him fourteen years old, right. and a fourteen year old. Thirty-seven to twenty-four, he hooks up with Talia. That that's very possible. It's very believable. I just think that to me, like you want to further differentiate yourself from uh, from these other movies, that would be the move. Also, and, and I think to also to bring a different Damien, it just brings a different energy to Robin he, than like just he, the other reason he's he's, he's incredible. The other reason why and I, I just I think that he would be great. The other reason why I'm not big on Damien Wayne, there are a couple reasons, but one. Beyond the age stuff, uh, I don't want another. I don't want any Agul's around this thing. <laughs> Tired of the Agul family. Because if you're gonna introduce Damien, that means we're getting Raish and Talia probably mm-hmm. in some aspect. If not, then we're not gonna. How are we gonna explain his presence? Uh, but beyond that, um, I also feel like while he is a very good character, uh, especially in a lot of the animated stories, I don't know if I need like. Like, this is going to be Batman's first movie. I don't know if I need such, like, an abrasive, aggressive character. Yeah, know? he's an alpha, even though yeah, he's a sidekick. Yeah, exactly. So, like, we're going to have to be explaining who this kid is. You know, if he's already a part of the fold, you could do that. But then some people are going to be like, wait, Batman's a son? You know, bat- that's not, like, a mainstream thing. Um, they're trying to make it that way. But yeah. So what Robin would you guys want, then? I would just go Dick Grayson. I'll just go tradition. Dick he's, 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 and to be clear, guys, anybody knows the show know Dick Grayson is one of my favorite heroes. So that's size, not the size for Dick Grayson. Robin is not for Dick Grayson. Nightwing, we're done with him right. being Robin. I don't need to see him as. Robin. And he may eventually get to Nightwing if they they plan yeah. on doing a trilogy, which is the word. I don't think we need to do that. And isn't McKay supposed to be doing a Nightwing movie? <laughs> I mean, uh, that's, <laughs> what's, that's what's supposed to be the happening. Nightwing so movie. if that's the case, I don't. Then I don't want. Are we to are we getting a Lobo movie too? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that ain't happening. I, I think that's <laughs> on, I think I think that's on another level. Here's my like, thing with Robin, sure guys. Probably never gonna Here's happen. my thing with Robin and why Damien I think is the most obvious choice to me. I just feel like the other Robins honestly are so far beyond, so far removed 
from actually being Robin to anybody that pays any attention yeah, to this. I, yeah, I understand that. that. It's just yeah. like to, to put Dick Grayson back into like the green and gold time, yeah. or to even put Jason Todd back in the green and gold. Like that just to me would look ridiculous. To me. And I, it, it could be awesome. It could just be dope. And, it, and like my thing is like, I'm not saying it can't be good, but I just feel like if you're really going to do something different, like... When was the last time we've done a Batman this young, though? This young? In a movie? Yeah. Or just in, in any never. movie. never. In any movie. <laughs> All these Batmans have been old, pretty well, much. And not just movies, just like in any... Um. Well, when DC... When they did Rebirth, or even they, when they did 52, New 52, he, he was younger. He wasn't young, but... They right. kind of rebooted everything. Because they, they said that they want this... When I read, I read a report saying it might be maybe it was coming from Forrest that said that they wanted to do Batman in his formative years, and I keep hearing he, that. That's why this Robin thing is weird because I, I don't Batman well, wouldn't have right. Robin in his formative years. I, I, don't, I don't. I think you can do Robin, but he can't be like you can't have multiple Robins like like Shamari mentioned. You, if you can make Damian Wayne the first Robin, that's a drastic change in the story. But if that's what we're we're talking about. It doesn't kill it. I still have my other issues with Damian Wayne, but and you can just make him Damian Wayne in name only, which is also a problem. Yeah, if you do that. that'd be problematic. I mean, I don't, I, I, I hesitate on this report. I mean, I hope that that's just the one thing that's mentioned here that's just false, or that's just like that. What well, Robin? Robin? You don't like the idea of doing Robin? No, uh, or oh, wow. not in this movie. Personally, I would rather, especially if we're getting a trilogy, maybe they include him later on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can see I see the logic in it in terms of making money, but it, it, especially if we're getting a younger Batman. If that's their thing, I want to see a younger Batman uh, in his own movie. Um I don't necess- I'm not opposed to getting Robin in a Batman movie, but I think in this movie, you know, introducing another actor, you're getting in a yeah, new I don't want this to Batman, be Batman and, and he's supposed to be younger Batman. Yeah. I want this to just be our introduction to this new Batman, and then maybe next Batman movie you introduce a Robin. Yeah, I what I see the thing is similar to Spider-Man: Homecoming. Like, I also want to avoid a Robin origin in general. You know what I mean? Like, if they introduce this Which movie, is why I don't start want out any of the Robins we've seen. I'm tired of seeing the flying Graysons. I don't. But, but my thing I is, I feel see, you can do I don't need to see what's the name trying to ride the hubcaps from the Batmobile. My, like, my, I don't need to see any of those things. I agree. I, I could live with maybe Tim Drake, but I, I can't. It can to me. I do not want to see Jason Todd or Dick. Grayson. But my thing is, Dick Grayson, his story is so obvious at this point that I, I don't think you have to tell it. I don't think you have to show. It. Like I think you can start the movie. It's Batman and Robin. They've been a thing for like months now. You know, you don't have to yeah. show him recruiting Robin or not recruiting Robin, yeah. but bringing him on. I think. I think if we were to him. get a Robin. If I had to pick one, I would say, um, I think it would, I think it would, I think it makes the most sense to pick Dick Grayson because it's the easy, it's the, he's the most recognizable Robin. I agree with Kendall on that. You don't have to tell his story again necessarily. Um, I think he, he's the Robin that can kind of, he, he will, like the most people will be like, "Oh yeah, that's the Robin, the acrobat, or whatever." Right? They know the story. Like they, they for the most part, they, most people are just generally familiar with his story. They're more familiar just with him as a Robin, and and I he just, has sequel. Yeah, yo, or, y'all or realize he has been Robin potential. for like thirty years. 
Yeah, I've never been playing. Most people, maybe, people don't realize that. Forty. But look at look at Young Justice. You got, I mean, what Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson's Robin and Young Justice. Was Robin at the start of Young Justice. You know, for one season. Exactly. So you have, it's those, not like there are no stories with Dick Grayson. No, maybe last, like, he's Robin for this one movie. Of him being Robin. My thing, I think there's spinoff potential as well. Like, I don't think that this is going to be Dick Grayson. You, if you're casting a kid as Dick Grayson, if he's 14, like, you're going to cast that kid thinking that eventually you want to do a spinoff with Nightwing. If he's good. Of course. I would hope so. So, I mean, I think that would be the smartest play. If you, I mean, you can do the Damian Wayne thing, but now you're kind of stuck in that, all right, now we got to keep these guys together for a whole trilogy. Do I really want to see three movies of Batman and Robin? Batman and Damian Wayne. I don't know. Um, we'll see how this all shakes out. I think it's 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 gonna be interesting regardless of how they go. I just to me, I, I'm just. I, just, I definitely see you. You're right. I just feel <laughs> like we just like going backwards. Like, Nightwing back. and the Red Hood in particular are just so, they've now become so synonymous with the DC universe that the idea that I'm gonna move them backwards. Maybe I'm just. I maybe have, maybe this is the point where I'm just too much of a nerd. Maybe for any any normal person, it wouldn't matter. You know what at I'll all. say? But to me, like not putting Jason Todd in that red hood or that red helmet, like you know what I'll say? If this were Affleck, the Batman, if this were Affleck, the Batman, I would I would one hundred percent agree with you. No, yeah, I agree with that too. I would be like, yeah, I would like, more, older, and I would more push for it. I would, you know, I would like agree with that as well. I don't need Dick Grayson. I already know his story. I don't need yeah, we already have Jason Red Todd. I'd rather Rob, have apparently. yeah. I'd rather have both of them. Yeah, we already have Jason Todd. Like, I don't need their stories. Like, give us like give us. You can give us Damian Wayne if you're gonna give us Robin. The only problem I just have is just Robert Pattinson's too young. Yeah, Robert Pattinson. He's a new Batman. You know, he's supposed we're to be a new Batman. Batman. I'm just it like throw me off. I mean, he'll yeah. be 35 years old when this movie comes out, and he's a younger looking guy in general. Yes, he has the Jamal Crawford. Yeah, uh, yeah he's a young uh, person. Uh, person. Jeez. Yeah, he's got the lavender spit. He hasn't aged since type Twilight. I don't know, man. I just, I, I just, again, I say that to all the fans who listen to the show and, and like, oh, how you dissing Dick Grayson again? Dick Grayson is probably top five of my favorite heroes of all time. So it's not a Dick Grayson thing. It's just, to me, it's a he, step he, back for him. This is like him. when you were uh, knocking uh, the Gambit movie. Yeah. Oh yeah! Well, look, when my character, when I think my character is being done wrong, I'm not gonna just sign off on it no matter what. I, I wasn't signed off on Taylor Kitsch, whatever his name was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, what he did with Gambit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I, I take Jane more pride, or or, or what, uh, what they did to Wade Wilson the first time, right? Exactly. In that same movie. I mean, you gotta understand. I was what 13, 14 years old. Like, you gotta understand. I got Deadpool, 14 year old and Gambit in one movie, and it was a complete train wreck. <laughs> Like, you gotta understand how that hurt my soul. You know how excited I was? Yeah, man. I was like, yo, Wade Wilson and Gambit, fam. Like, yo, this is gonna be crazy. I thought Wolverine was gonna be wild. And it's Wolverine! Oh, my God. That's gotta be, uh, that should definitely be a, uh, a flashback movie watch for us. That we do. Which we are doing, by the way. Um, should we confirm that it's gonna be Watchmen? Yeah, yeah, we should confirm. It's gonna be Watchmen. Um, probably in two weeks. Uh, the Watchmen be the first movie, which is interesting because we haven't watched it. Not all of us have watched Watchmen. Only Shamar has watched it. Right. So, um, and it'll give us a look into the uh, with the show, the HBO the show, which as you guys HBO heard us talk about a couple weeks yeah. ago. We had no idea. Me and Kendall had no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> so uh, that should help us a lot when that show eventually comes out. Um, let's move along here, though. Uh, oh, did anyone quick thoughts? I know we. Anyone quickly want to mention anything about the Riddler and those other villains? 
Yeah. I mean, we're kind of already talking about castings for Alfred and James Gordon. I saw a uh, I saw a cast uh, you know wish list kind of thing from I believe it was comicbook.com. They had uh, one. They had Michael K. Williams as Carmine Falcone. So I was like, I don't think I don't, I don't feel Michael like Michael K. Williams. I don't think uh, Falcone can be can be black. But <laughs> I, that's the first thing I thought. If do they Carmine Falcone? Yo, I'm I mean, dead. if he adopted, I don't know. Change the, no, change his name, make like, him a different character. Look, for real. You know what's um, funny though? What's funny is that when Kendall said it, like when Kendall said Michael K. Williams, I first thought it was like, oh wow, black Falcone. But then when the way Cameron Carmine, like, the way Kendall like emphasized Falcone, yeah, I just was done. That's why I laughed so hard. Cause like yeah, that would be like, like you know. yeah, it would be. It, it just looked ridiculous when I saw the casting. Cause what? Cause it, you know it has like one of those you know pictures, you know a thumbnail yeah. t- sort of yeah. thing. So I saw I saw Michael K. Williams. I'm thinking always oh, Lucius Fox, and it had uh, the <laughs> right. dude. They, they actually casted Lucius Fox as uh, what's the guy's name? Brian Tyrell Henry or whatever his name is. Oh, okay. from uh, Atlanta. That actually, um, I think that would be yeah, a good cast. They, they cast him as, they had both of those guys in the thumbnail. So I'm like, all right, so Michael K. Williams, Lucius Fox. I don't know who uh, Henry's playing. I'm thinking Penguin, like who they have him playing. Hmm. And I thought he was Lucius Fox and which calls Falcone. I was like, a black Falcone, okay. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. He's going to be doing Carmine Johnson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would make sense. That'd be all right. Yeah, I see what they're doing here. Carmine Williams. Falcone Johnson. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the Suicide Squad. That same Forbes article. Uh, we even talked about this Idris Elba casting, what he's going to be. First, it was Deadshot. Then we're like, no, we don't want this Will Smith. Uh, he's Deathstroke, maybe. That seemed a little weird. Uh, now, uh, it seems like, uh, according to Forbes, it's likely that he will play the guy who we initially thought he may play when we were discussing him being in the Manchester movie. Black? No, not Manchester <laughs> Black. Ron Tiger. Ron Tiger. Uh, Any thoughts? Manchester. No. Um... <laughs> No, he'll uh, be in the he'll be in the the, the Martian Manhunter. It is weird how like Martian Manhunter has like it will forever be connected to Manchester Black yeah, in a way so in a way that is like just not can, not yeah. canon in any <laughs> canon. Yeah. Well, I can't imagine watching the Justice League ca- cartoon and like Martian Manhunter just going wild over Manchester Man- Manchester Black. Black. Yeah. Manchester's back. <laughs> it's gotta be Manchester. It's like no, it doesn't, John. <laughs> but yeah, it was crazy. Um, but Bron- yeah, Bron- I, Siger, Idris. I would, I would like to see uh, Idris play. Oh, well, first of all, I like to see Idris play anybody. Yeah, he's a, he's a top notch. He's a fantastic guy. Black actor. Superman. I'm excited to see him as Black Superman and Hobson <laughs> Shaw. So I am, uh, yeah, I'm in favor. I'm definitely in favor of this. I think he could pull off the role. Um, uh, I guess, I mean, it's not even really a concern. It's it really isn't a concern. But I'm going to see Hobson Shaw. And I'm like, okay, so here he's playing one, you know, enhanced mercenary, mercenary, like hand to hand beast. Now he's gonna play another enhanced mercenary, hand to hand beast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like, right. but that's any of very similar character. You know, Deathstroke, Bronze Tiger, Deadshot's different, but like, I mean, Deadshot's different. Deathstroke at least has a sword, I guess. Right. This guy doesn't seem to have a sword. He does use guns too. And yeah, so he uses guns too. Yeah. So Bronze Tiger I mean, is purely. Almost purely hand to hand, yeah. Expert martial arts. Which I mean, so I mean, that's my only thing is like, he's, so he's kind of playing two people that are very similar back to back. But I mean, either way, I'm excited to see him play the role. Uh, I mean, this definitely feels like the formula. If this is true, you know, we've talked. I feel like we've talked about Idris Elba playing a different character <laughs> every month. But if this is true, uh, you know, I think I think this is um goes back to the Warner Brothers formula, the old school Warner Brothers formula. Of, well cast an A-lister for a C-list character. 
and get people excited for it. Because I mean, nobody in the face on face value is excited about Bronze Tiger being in a movie, mm-hmm. but at least no. not not like the super not like any casual people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but you, you cast any anybody as it, or you cast Idris Elba as anybody, and people are gonna get excited exactly. to to an extent. So people getting excited about Heimdall. And, yeah, exactly. You know, people were excited about Deadshot, Will Smith. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. So in that in that regard, it is exciting. Um, and it gives some star power to this movie that I think will certainly need it. Uh, they also confirmed that Rick Flag is going to be back this week. Yeah, he did. So, which was like kind of like that was reported. Like being reported. Yeah, but yeah, yeah bring back the same actor Joel Kinnaman. And, and I thought, I thought thing, he was a good Rick. Flag. I, it wasn't on our show, but have you guys seen this thing about how like now like basically Gunn is just like playing with the fans about whether it's a reboot or a sequel? That was, a, that was that's, that's a that's a thing now where he's like you'll find out. Interesting. And like he's purposely saying, sometimes it's a reboot and sometimes it's a sequel. Well, like like this week, I think like last week, said, remember he said it was a sequel, right? And then this week they like asked him, "What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> he's like, "You'll find out." Interesting. Mm. I mean, my I mean, look the way they've done this stuff. I feel like again, it has to be some level of a sequel. Yeah, it has to be a sequel. You know, but it could be one of those things. Maybe it's like a, a somebody went back in time, somebody mind wiped somebody. You know, Maybe Suicide Squad is how the world, how the DC universe is rebooted. Did we ever figure that out? Did we ever think of that? I don't know what will happen, but maybe this will, maybe that. Like, it's just weird that, like, they're having issues with explaining whether or not it's a reboot or a sequel, and then now he's being, it's being coy about it. Yeah. That would just be a that's weird cool. movie that, to do. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, strategy. Because, yeah, I mean, all the movies. This is. Suicide, yeah, Suicide Squad. Squad, and it's like, first they're saying, "Oh, the the universes don't have to be connected." Now they're kind of because this movie will be the the, the true. I mean, the Joker will be, but we know the Joker is like technically like outside the universe. Yeah, not, like the Suicide about. Squad, you would think is probably the first real first Worlds of DC movie. Like the like well, I guess Birds of first. Prey, right? Uh Birds of Prey too. I didn't think about that. Which right, did that come out before this movie? I mean, I was yeah, they were like already shooting January or something. That's early 2020, I believe. Right? Oh, really? Last we don't but we have seen a Joker who looks like, uh, what's the name? Leto, or at least some guy who's in the Leto makeup in that movie. That still doesn't mean that they didn't reboot the universe. Yet. Birds of Prey. Yeah. Oh, I mean, we know we got Harley Quinn. Yeah. Right. I know. I'm just. I'm just trying to say, just if in terms of staying in canon. Right. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think. I think it's possible. Again, I just think it's a weird choice for it to be Suicide Squad, just from like a studio perspective. You're gonna reboot your movie with Suicide Squad. Um, they must be really confident that people are gonna go see that movie after the last one wasn't that great. I mean, but they, but people saw that movie though. Yeah, <laughs> it, saw it wasn't one. great, but people saw it. Yeah. So they could feel confident in that we'll get the numbers because we know the marketing. It's proven it. It's proven they literally had two different marketing campaigns and they both worked. Yeah, they didn't work a campaign that was super dark at the beginning. Then people were excited. Then they realized, oh, people hate uh, Batman v yeah, Superman. Just make it bubble gum and just put every popular song we've ever heard and get some nice, cool new songs and throw it on there, and people will love it. And they loved that. It was a, it was a, it was a great marketing campaign on both sides. Yeah, it was chaotic, but it it worked tremendously because the box office showed. Yeah. I mean, I think that um, I if I had to guess, I would say they're probably not rebooting 
rebooting. The I wouldn't put my money on it either, but I do think Squad. it's weird that they're being as coy. It makes me wonder if that is what they're doing. Yeah. It definitely. I mean, and, I, and I, you know, I definitely because I've been Mister One Hundred Percent. It's a, it's a sequel. Yes. But you know, it definitely drops me to like ninety, because like at this point, you know, why are you joking about it? You know what I mean? This all the stuff still lines up to being a sequel, but what's even the conversation about? I mean, it's probably gonna have reboot, reboot like elements. Yeah, to it has it. to. Yeah, because the first one because the new Suicide so Squad, and it's a new danger. New that, team. Gonna, it's a new team. You have to explain the concept. The Suicide of Squad. We have new guys in the Suicide Squad. Yeah, what happened to Killer Croc? Yeah, his head get blown off in like Mission Five. Yeah, yeah. you know, like it's Mission Six. And you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, so yeah, it's it's definitely gonna be rebooty in terms of like the feel of it. But I think it's still like X Men Apocalypse. In is kind of feels is like a soft reboot in some aspects. Like First Class is right. certainly a, a re- yeah, soft first reboot. First Class is a reboot. Yeah, yeah. that's are just a reboot. Yeah, but like <laughs> even like. Adding in like the Cyclops and the Jean Grey, like it kind of reboots the right. the X Men storyline from that regard. So, yeah, the school right. storyline. Um, so I think it could be one of those things where like they they refresh that story mm. just with new characters and some returning characters. Um, moving on on that. Oh, I didn't even mention. Uh, well, I didn't talk really much about Bronze Tiger and Suicide Squad stuff. I'm cool with Idris's Bronze. I think that. Um, like that, like like you guys said, like that kind of character wouldn't typically garner any real excitement, but it would if Idris was cast as him. And I think Idris is a really good casting for Bronze Tiger. Um, so I'm for it. And I thought this was who it should have been in the beginning. When as soon as they said Idris was involved, I thought Bronze Tiger absolutely should have been the person. So this makes more sense than Deadshot and Deathstroke made to me from the beginning. Um, I thought that he could have definitely done the Deadshot thing, and I mean, he kind of fought viciously on that, but. This makes always made more sense. So if this is where they're going, I'm happy with that. Um, moving on, that same Forge article, I believe uh, we got some words about what's happening with Supergirl. So apparently, that movie uh, will start production uh, during the first quarter of 2020, uh, coinciding with uh, the the Batman. So that makes me think that maybe we'll be getting two, maybe even two summer movies out of DC in 2021. Uh, we know we got the Batman in June. Could uh, could uh, Supergirl be an August release? Could it be a May release? Who knows? But um, the word is that there's a good chance this movie definitely gets a 2021 release date along with the Batman since it, the production will be coinciding with it. So, uh, Jamari, thoughts on Supergirl in the in the early shooting date of 2020? Mm-hmm. Um, I am... Uh, I mean, the shooting date sounds about right. I mean, they're going to start shooting next year... I Means it'll probably come out like 2022, which I think you know makes sense. Well, they're saying 2021. Oh, they're saying 2021. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Um. Well, that is I, possible 2020. I was gonna say I possible 2020. Uh, I don't know. No, 2021. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope they don't rush this joint out. I mean, I'd say they should take their time. If they do 2022, 2023, I don't care. <laughs> you know, nobody, they should, nobody's clamoring for Supergirl. No one's gonna be going crazy. Where is Supergirl? People are more concerned about Pattinson. <laughs> okay, people the are more concerned. People are more concerned about Wonder Woman, Aquaman. And Aquaman two. That's what people are concerned about right now. Um, so people aren't. I mean, they're gonna be saying where's Superman or what's going on with Superman, but like they don't need to answer those questions as long as they're, they're putting out good content. So, um, so yeah, I think they should take their time with it. Uh, twenty twenty one sounds fine to me. 
for as a as a, a time to release it. I think Supergirl is a character that's on the rise just in general. Yeah, you know, I the mean, show I, certainly helped. I think the show, the show definitely, the helped. show is going is going well. I think her her introduction in Justice Two was good, and I thought her story, yeah. her being kind of the centerpiece of that storyline, worked really well. So I think that I don't know what she's doing in the comics right now, but I think what what they're doing with her storyline and other mediums is going very well. So I think she could work well in the movies also. Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think this is interesting. You know, we got discovered saying that they're gonna. They're gonna use this to reboot the entire Kryptonian storyline, and that they're gonna add, they're gonna use this to reboot Superman as well. Um, I mean, that makes sense considering they're rebooting Batman, so why not? <laughs> you know, why? Why I wouldn't want to see Henry Cavill with Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I think I that agree. would make no sense. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd be like, what is this? So, uh, you know, in that regard, I think this makes sense. Um, I mean, in terms of my feelings on Supergirl, you know, for those that haven't heard. You know, I mean, I guess it, I mean it's an all it's an all right idea. I wouldn't it wouldn't be my first idea if I was running Warner Brothers. But uh, Supergirl's profile has, like we mentioned, obviously increased over the last two three years. Well, it seems like to me Warner Brothers in DC has definitely. It's so funny how Marvel is the one that's gotten so much crap for Captain Marvel, but it seems like Warner Brothers in DC is leaning into the female leads trend way more so than Marvel is. Yeah. When you got yeah. the Birds of Prey, we had the Suicide Squad that was heavily Harley Quinn centered. Wonder Woman, of course, which was the cultural phenomenon that it was. And now we have Supergirl. Like, it's yeah. just interesting that they seem to have gotten a complete pass from these same trolls. But uh, what's interesting to me about this is one, again, the 2021 release date. That's a really good idea, I think. I think it would be great for. DC to have two really tentpole movies that can really uh, bring in different audiences. I think that makes a lot of sense. Like I said, I would pitch it to be in the same summer. I don't know if they would do that, but even if they didn't, they wanted to put Supergirl maybe in November or even a Christmas time movie. That could work as well. Uh, we saw what um, what uh, Shazam did during the winter months, and that worked pretty well too. Um, interesting about this also. Um, we'll I know we've, we've heard it before. Yeah, we talked I, about it. I, I, I think it did fine. For them, will they say, you know, that's a losing strategy? No, I think they did fine based on the money they spent with that and the critical thing they got for I think everything with that worked out. Um, in terms of what's interesting about this, apparently the, the casting for Carol Zorrell is going to be coming soon. I'm curious as to how do they differentiate this casting from Melissa Benost? Um, do you have to? That's a good question. These are all good questions. I, like, I would, I would, tend, I would is, tend to think you should. Ezra Miller is definitely different from Grant Gustin. Most so, definitely. That was the only, that's the only time we've seen this. The way you would differentiate Supergirl for me, which is what we've heard they're going to do, but this was really early on when this movie got announced, was that to make the Supergirl much younger. This Kara that we have in, in, in the Arrowverse is probably in her late 20s, I would say. Um, yeah. So, uh, to me, I would probably try to make this person, woman, uh, maybe early 20s, maybe even late teens, I would probably go for. That's the Supergirl that I'm more used to seeing. That's the Supergirl, Supergirl, Supergirl that I, I think, think, I think yeah. most people are yeah, used to seeing. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I think that's the Supergirl most people are used to seeing. That's the Supergirl that I was in Injustice 2 as well. I mean, I think that's the Supergirl that I wouldn't, and, and, uh... I don't know. I also think just with the name Supergirl, I think it just it just fits. <laughs> right, right, exactly. He's not, <laughs> He's not Superwoman. Exactly. You know? So, um, 
So yeah, I don't and know. it'll be their I first uh, teenage superhero. That's the, yeah. another thing too. They well, can well, technically, technically, well, yeah, Shazam is a Shazam. teenage hero, right. um, but they could kind of tap into yeah, that all as well. You know, the the Spider Man uh, thing um, with a female, which would be exactly. And look, really we know small. there are a lot of you know, there's certainly a lot of a lot. Of, I mean, 2021's you know, it's ways from ways from now. So there will be other people who come up. There will be plenty of actors that they can pick from that'll have huge audiences that. You know, if you cast him as a superhero, you know, it'd be uh Yeah, I'm sure uh DC's peering through the Disney channel. Yeah, I was, I was just about next, to say who's the next who's the next hot one, who's the next Zendaya. Like, who who's you know? saying you're watching Disney Channel in the commercial? <laughs> like that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Now I mean look, now they got uh you know, CW's been pretty hot recently. They they just pick out a out of Riverdale. You know, pick out an Nancy <laughs> Drew, Sabrina, you know, they can Sabrina. pick out of their own thing. But um Yeah, you know, I think this is uh, this should be an, an interesting project. Um, we'll see how it does. Um, New Gods. It's a movie we haven't talked about in a really, really long time. Um, I was not sure this movie was even happening. Because we've, we've heard so very little about it. But some pretty big news happened this week when we learned that uh, the movie, which would be uh, directed by Ava DuVernay. Uh, that's probably not right. DuVernay? Yeah, 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 DuVernay. Sorry. yeah, yeah. Ava DuVernay. Um, she has uh, been uh, been assigned, or they she's agreed to co-write the movie with none other than Tom King, who, if you guys have listened to this show and heard me rave about Tom King's run uh, on the Batman comic, that's who the writer is of the current Batman series that's running. Um, now, 85 issues. It was 100 before, but they cut it to 15. And I actually thought maybe it was because they were really upset with what happened with the Catwoman stuff. But now I think maybe it's because of this. Maybe they told. Maybe he told him I can't do a hundred if I'm writing a movie. So, um, so if you like the current Batman stuff, which a lot of people have, a lot of people haven't because of the whole what they did with the Catwoman marriage that kind of became a debacle a little bit. Thanks to no, New York Times didn't help either, spoiling the whole thing. But, um, <laughs> but nonetheless, Tom King is a. The fake news. New York. I can say as someone who's read now more than sixty issues from Tom King, he is phenomenal. Whether you like his story directions or not, I mean, he just writes beautifully. Uh, the way he's able to to, to 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 bring depth to his characters and the way they think. Um, I've heard the same from others. Like, my fr- a friend of mm-hmm. mine, Zach, was on Imperial. Shout out to uh, Zach. Shout out to Zach, but I'm going to try to bring him on again soon. Um, he also recently wrote on his uh, website, feel bad that I can't plug it right now, but I will <laughs> eventually, um, that he has... Contractual lo- reasons. We can't <laughs> <talk about laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, no, the way you made it sound like can't I got talk something about like, it. Can't like, talk about it now. It's still in the works. Yeah, it's like but, WWE, uh, like, you know, like you're Sami Zayn saying AEW. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, we can't reference other... We're not allowed, you know. No, we can't, we, refer- can't reference other promotions. You know, EJ told Shamari, you can't reference... <laughs> not promoting anybody else's stuff. <laughs> Uh, until he joins the new generation uh, conglomerate, yeah. um, but uh, but yeah, no, he has he actually said that he loved this Tom King run of Batman, and he wrote a whole piece like explaining how fantastic it's been. He's been he's been and, and Scott Snyder is amazing. Scott Snyder right. wrote the Batman before, and yeah. I got to know Scott Snyder from reading All Star Batman, and right. he was awesome. So I was like, Jesus, uh, Tom King is really following someone who's a genius, right. and to follow him the way Tom has. I mean, Scott Snyder has some of the more some of the the, the the most revered Batman stories we've had in the last 10, 15 years, and that's a tough act to follow. But t- the stories I've read with Tom King, will, I will keep with me forever. Um, that's how good he's been. And when I started Rebirth, I started on probably six or seven series, 
and Batman is the only one I'm still on consistently. So that's a testament to his writing ability. So that excites me. Now, obviously, New Gods is a lot different than anything we see in Batman. Um, now, Tom King has written a lot of other things besides Batman, so it's not like um, it's to say, oh, like he's a terrible choice for it. But what do you guys think of him making the adjustment going to something like New Gods from Batman? Mm. Now, what's, what's interesting is that he also wrote Mr. Miracle, yeah. who's a New Gods character. Right. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. So... You know, I one I would imagine he would be in this movie. You know, if that's you know, yeah, it's a given now at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting. I don't want to get too excited because I mean I think it's one I think it's a necessity because we're talking about a movie that's so intricate, so like kind of insider type of to the point story. where I was surprised they honestly picked Ava DuVernay. Yeah, exactly. Like when, so when you hear like Ava du, Ava DuVernay, you think like man, like all right, like. I mean, she's an excellent director. Great, great, great storyteller. There's a lot of, obviously a lot of, you know, works out there from her. Not someone I associate as a sweaty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just True. New God seemed like a weird fit. Yeah. It seemed like a weird fit. <laughs> well, like, this could me, be a great... It didn't it seem a weird fit in terms of cin- cinematically. Right. Like, the cinematography Ava, Ava brings absolutely fits with New Gods. It was telling a New God story that was respectful to the canon... And right, just was deep, it, it was, was gonna like, be. It was gonna be. Well, like, that was the weird. Yeah, it was just gonna be different characters than what I've seen her work with. Mm-hmm. You know, the exactly. different different scale. So, I mean, that was the weird fit. But if we're talking now, we're bringing on that person that has that, you know, that that has that experience writing a story with the new gods and in the DC universe, and uh, can kind of help with that process. You know, I feel more comfortable about that. My, I guess my only concern is that, you know, we've... The last time we saw this, uh, wasn't Jeff Johns? I was ju- I was going to bring that up, too. He worked on Justice League, was it? Just the whole DCEU. Yeah, the whole DCEU. He's like, <laughs> he's like, they're fighting. Yeah. And that was a train wreck. So, yeah, it was. You know, that would be my, that would be my problem. Now, he's not... You know, Tom King isn't the producer. He's not the director. Right. He's just co-writing it with every, Ava DuVernay. So I'm. that gives me some... I, I feel like his role, while it will be helpful, you know, it's not like... It's not like you're making, like, some dude, like, the head coach of a football team and he's never coached in his life. You know, it's like, you're, all right, you're going to make him the quarterback's coach. He's a quarterback. You know, he knows quarterback. He doesn't maybe know, you know, how to run a whole football team. So in that, in that regard, like, I think this could work. But, you know, I just look at Jeff Johns and that what happened with that, and I say... You know, look, he knows writing but, stories, but does he know and, doing movies? And, I mean, I don't want to make the Jeff Johns referendum, but <laughs> as we seem to always do, going backwards with DC. But in fairness to Jeff Johns, we, I, when I look back on his time, now that I think about it, like I do kind of feel like he got a raw deal. Because he came in after the BVS disaster, and he was fired after, like, or he was removed from reassigned, his spot. Yeah, yeah reassigned uh, <laughs> after Justice League. But that's like a year. Right, that that wasn't like like how much change because he really had done. I mean, I know he was a producer on Justice League, so I mean, okay, that's not good that you were a producer on that movie. You came in and this was a movie you worked on, but I mean, that movie we all know now had massive issues. They changed directors in the middle of it, right? So like, like while yes, the Jeff Johns example is the example. Of, okay, a comic writer goes to you know movie and it blows up. We also had Josh Whedon. 
who comic book writer, I know he did TV before, but comic book writer, uh, Astonishing X-Men goes to Avengers and massive, 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 massive success. So um, it can go both ways. I don't know if Tom King's ever written a screenplay um, or at least a screenplay that's worked or been, been you know, greenlit or anything, but I'm willing to give him a shot. I'm willing to I'm willing to, to see what he can do. Again, he knows at least one of these characters from the New Gods very well. And again, he just writes he writes beautifully. I think I think Ava writes beautifully. So the idea that they're working together is something that just on the surface is very exciting. Now of course it's gotta be everything can look good on paper. It's got about what you actually can put on paper to make it work and whether that makes sense. So we gotta see, but just from a, a pure just excitement level, I gotta say for me it's pretty high. Uh, I, I I like this idea. And uh, hopefully they can uh, they can pull through. But um, this next bit of news comes out of Geeks Worldwide, so shout out to them because it seems like they got some character descriptions for an upcoming Marvel Studios movie that will be shooting in Australia. And in those character descriptions, they're looking for a character who is quote a wise old statesman who is quote the leader of his people. Studio is searching for an Asian actor between the ages of forty. And 60, they're also looking for a second character who's one of the leader's most skilled warriors. Um, and that will be a female actress in her 30s or 40s. So, based on Geeks Worldwide doing their kind of thought process, okay, well, what does this sound like? They feel like this either looks, sounds like Shang-Chi, which would make a lot of sense considering we have two Asian actors, um, or perhaps Black Panther, and that this leader character potentially could either be the Mandarin or Namor, that this female character could either be Namorita or maybe someone from the ha- uh, from from the uh, the Mandarin's Ten crew, Ten the Ten Rings. Yes. So, one, do you guys lean one way or the other based on these? Uh, the descriptions are very limited, but I I, I, I don't see me, I don't I don't I don't see me, I don't see why you could how could you not include um, Dark Doctor Strange in this. Why wouldn't Doctor Strange be included in like because you think it's not New York? Um, I mean, it could be Doctor Strange. I, I, mean, I think it could be. Do- I mean, yeah, because Doctor Strange, Strange is, he's based in New York, but yeah, he, but he I mean, they shot stuff in they shot stuff in London yeah, last time. The movie could be anywhere. Yeah, you know, he's not. I, he doesn't have to stay in. Yeah, New York. Not, I don't want him in the sanctum <laughs> for you know two hours. He's confined to the, to uh, to Midtown. You know, it's like nah, he could he can go anywhere. Yeah, him and him and uh him and Wong eating that ham on rye. Exactly. <laughs> um. I mean, look, I definitely think this is, definitely think, I would be shocked if this weren't Shang-Chi, and I think, I don't, I don't really see Namor, I'll be honest. Me neither. I, I, I feel like there would be a different description if they were doing Namor. Yeah. A 60-year-old I mean, Namor is not something I want to yeah, see. Yeah, why is he 60? Yeah, exactly. You know? Why is he, like, well, I mean, he's a, a statesman? statesman? I mean, a statesman. Are we call a leader, leader of his people. Leader of his people fits possibly, but like By a wise old state. He's wise not old. He's state. not old. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. He's not old. There we go. Namor shouldn't be. Because I'm, just, yeah, I'm thinking of some dude that's like running like, like, like a land. I mean, I guess you can make Atlantis that that, that could be like a very weak description of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, but like, I guess. that's just not what I'm imagining. I'm imagining like some some like village type of thing. It's a village setup. Um, so I mean, yeah, I, I think this has to be Mandarin. 
Um, uh, if it's one of it's, it's either Mandarin or it's somebody new or completely different than what like I'm thinking I, of. Like I wouldn't describe Ocean Master as a statesman, right? Exactly. Or, or Aquaman no. as a statesman, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> as a wise old statesman, <laughs> as a leader of Atlantis. Especially so. because, like, I mean, like, yeah, because just like those guys, like Namor, kind of rules with an iron fist. Like he, he's right. not a statesman, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, he's a statesman, like you know, like Joffrey Baratheon's a statesman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like. Um, not as cruel, but you know what I'm saying. Like he's like he's an he's a he's a righteous, um, divine leader. Well, I'm the Joffrey man. I, well, you can't spoil, but I just feel like I haven't heard his name in a while. This is the reason why you haven't heard his name. <laughs> yeah, you watch the show. Yeah, watch Game of Thrones. You'll see. Listen to the Game of Thrones podcast like from three years ago. Probably talked, probably talked about what's wrong with Joffrey. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel like this, name could, more this, this just weird. adds more smoke to the Mandarin stuff, man. Yeah. It was speculated off of the Kevin Feige Reddit. Say, yeah. Well, that's, you can't even say it's speculation. He said yeah, that he they're doing said, something. No, I'm saying spe- it was speculated off the Reddit that, you know, Mandarin would be in Shang-Chi. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, right. but now... Kevin's like, let me finish my statement before y'all <laughs> just come in. Right. So, like, now, you know, but that was all speculation. It seemed to kind of make sense. It was like, all right, you know, maybe it could be Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. given that Mandarin's going to show up at some point. But now we have this backing it up, potentially. This is more... I mean, if you're somebody that believed Mandarin was in Shang-Chi, then I feel like this adds way more smoke to the fire, mm. that Mandarin will be in Shang-Chi, you know? Yeah, it would for me, too. It would yeah, for I too. just don't know how they're going to tell that whole story of, like, all right, so we have the Mandarin and the Ten Rings, but who was the guy in Iron Man 3? Where did he get the Mandarin name from? Like, <laughs> how are we going to connect that? They're going to have to connect those dots somehow. You can't just ignore it and be like, yeah, no, this is the Mandarin. Like, who's Aldrich Killian? Where did he get the Mandarin <laughs> stuff from? Like, I don't know. That's gonna be the that's gonna be the issue. And look, Feige talks about yeah, talks I mean, about. In the, I mean, the Mandarin like held the world hostage at one point. Exactly, on he was a national like this is a national terrorist. <laughs> I was like, no, that didn't happen. So they're gonna have to, you know, Feige <laughs> talks about in the AMA on Reddit that everything, every movie, every moment in the MCU still happen. It still happen. It's important. There's a way to tie everything together. I'm sure they they don't love Iron Man 3. I'm sure there are things that if they go back, they would change in Iron Man 3. But it is what it is now. I think they might just make the most of it and turn something around from Iron Man 3 to make it work in Shang-Chi. And who better to tie in Shang-Chi a character that's going to be the probably the least profile character that they have done at least since Guardians, then to have it tie into Tony Stark somehow, and have it tie into an Iron Man movie. Well, I mean, to me, they kind of laid the groundwork with what we're seeing in Spider Man that Tony's legacy is not gonna is gonna be lived on forever, yeah. and it's gonna be lived on in these n- next movies. So, Shang Chi of the movies that we're being introduced to in this next phase that we know are happening is the least known of the heroes. So. The best, it, it would. I mean, it's a weird fit, not not weird fit in terms of Mandarin and Shang Chi, but it's a weird fit in terms of Shang Chi and Iron Man. But there's if there's a character you want to connect the dots to anything from your biggest character, it would be Shang Chi because right. he's the one that's less least known. Um, how you? I don't think that there's as big an issue with like juxtaposing what we did with the Mandarin Iron Man three and this as you guys think. Um, I think there's how would you pitch it? I think you could say you know. Killian took inspiration from something that he thought was a myth, and it turned out to actually be 100% real. And that that character being mystical 
Like he doesn't. He's not someone who's going to appear because you're mentioning his name. You know what I'm saying? Do we think like, that we're like, the see... like the Undertaker doesn't just show up because you say his name, like John Cena tried to do for months? Like he's going to show up when he wants. Do we? Do we think we'll see Aldrich Killian in this movie? Yeah. That would be cool. I think we will. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I think we will. See him, like, oh, that would be cool. looking for something. I don't think there's any way, I don't think there's any way he's not involved in anything involving the Mandarin when the Mandarin appears in the MCU again. Mm. I think he will absolutely be involved. That would be cool. Do we think he's a major It would be an awesome callback. Or do we think it's just, like, a cameo or a scene referencing where he got I don't know. Do. I think he's still alive. Way. He might be dead. Well, he exploded, right? Didn't he die? Yeah. I could have sworn so he died. Be, yeah, it has to be a flashback. <laughs> Um, but I, I think that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna see him for I, sure. I, I, mean, I hope you're right. Yeah, I would have never guessed that, but I definitely hope you're right about that. I think that would be awesome. And I think Marvel. I think also it, it Marvel should have more incentive to go back into his past because of how well received it was in right in Endgame. In Endgame, people really popped for seeing characters we hadn't seen in a long time in those movies. So. Um, so it would make sense for them to give them that chance to uh, to try to uh, do that again, and I think Killian uh, or damn even the guy that played the Mandarin is a possibility. Ben Kingsley, yeah, <laughs> not some, even that guy in a comedic in a comedic kind of scene that may happen in the movie. I think that that's possible, but uh, but yeah, I agree that this leans more towards the Mandarin. But I'm not gonna say 100 percent that it is the Mandarin. I'm also gonna have that caveat. I I, 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 I don't think agree this too. means that this is the Mandarin. I, you, but that's because that's too big of a leap. Still, I thought yeah. I thought the, the the Reddit thing was was a leap to say that you know oh because fight he's gonna Mandarin be a villain is coming in the back movie. Right. that he's gonna be in Shang Chi as the villain. It's certainly a it's certainly <laughs> a leap. Now it, it now it made sense because like where else he's gonna show up? <laughs> Iron Man is dead, so where else would he show up? But like now it's less of a leap, but still like they, there are plenty of other options they could do for a villain. He doesn't have to be named Mandarin. Yeah, and I think that Marvel, we talked about it before, but I think Marvel will have a better, they'll have a better feel for making this character not seem overtly racist. No, no, uh, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah, I think that they kind of were too scared last time. Yeah. So, I think, and I think they kind of know that now. I think they realize that we really let our fear, like, kind of, like, ruin what could have been an unbelievable movie. And to me, they still went with a character that was awesome, and then they still nuked him. Right. Like the character they had that wasn't Asian was amazing. He could have that guy just could have could have just been the Mandarin. It would have been fine with Kingsley. Yeah. Um. I think yeah. I think this is probably. I think I lean towards this is the Mandarin. I don't know for sure. I don't think this is name or Black Panther related. Um. Imagine if this was Black Panther two and then I was Namor. That'd be wild too. It I mean, sense, that would be wild. Yeah, this would be all crazy. If this we happened. thought this was Shang Chi. It was like, nah, this is for Black Panther, and it's gonna be with Namor. And shooting, yeah. they shot. They shot Black Panther last time in Korea in 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 South Africa, right? I believe so. So, if we're going if we're going by just like landscaping, like Australia and South Africa aren't too different. Right. So if we're talking about Black Panther two, and you're talking about shooting more kind of scenes, I can definitely see I, Australia. I, Australia could work. Mm. So that's something to think about as well. Um, all right, last bit of news before we get out and talk talking about these shows. Um, two things involving X Men. So, one being uh, uh, McAvoy today, or not today, earlier in the week, talking about the movie, revealed that the whole entire third act had to be reshot. All of it. And they said that because, they said they had to do it because it, it too closely resembled a recent Marvel movie. 
in how that movie ended. Or just any, it was a, a superhero movie, right? Yeah, superhero movie, right? Yeah. Superhero. They didn't say more. He said it was a while ago, which I don't, I don't know what a while ago means. Yes, from a while very ago. Vague. Um, very, very vague. So we have that to look forward to. We heard, I mean, we heard about the mass reshoots for the ending, but then now it's confirmed that the entire thing was indeed reshot. Only because, well, he didn't say only, but it seems the way he's saying only because it was too close to that's, another movie. That's how he. That's how he's describing it. Whether I believe him may be another story, but that's what he's saying. Um, and then the second thing, which I thought was a little more interesting, to be honest, was uh, Matt Vaughn talking uh, at great lengths about what how his plans for the future of the X-Men, uh, his X-Men First Class trilogy were scrapped and why he was no longer part of that project after First Class, which we all agree was a, maybe a top 10 superhero movie. Yeah. Um, and I think as a... As a well, maybe we'll talk about this, but as a trilogy, one of the best superhero trilogies we've had, I think, that second X-Men trilogy. I can't say that because Apocalypse was a disaster. I mean, I don't think Apocalypse was terrible, and then you had Days of Future Past was excellent. The first I two. Think first, I think First Class was excellent. To me, well. it, to me, it so, matches up well with the first trilogy. Similar. Yeah, it's similar. like two first fire two, movies, and I think Apocalypse third was better one than fell last, the rails. I think Apocalypse was better than Last Stand. I, I agree with that, because... You can't get much worse than Last Stand. The first class and X Men <laughs> One, I think, are a wash. X2 I think. For, I think. I think. I think. X, I think X Men One is better than. No, excuse me. I think. I think First Class is better than X Men One. You can make that case. I love X Men One. And I think X Two is maybe slightly better than Days of Future Past, but it's like a. It's I think like, it's razor they both. Sharp. Can, I, they're both washes for me personally, but I can. I can see you go one way or the other. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't say this, this sequel trilogy is like a classic trilogy. I can't say that. Really, the third one is terrible because no, Apocalypse is uh, Apocalypse oh, is what, what we consider a classic trilogy. Dark Knight, the Dark Knight trilogy, Dark Knight, Captain America, Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes. No, well, I'm talking super. Captain America. Yeah, uh, Captain. America. Yeah, Captain America. I would say all those are the two. Are I don't know there are that many. Dark Knight. Yeah, I don't think there are like. I don't. I don't think there. Are, I think there are. I would two. say. I would say this X Men. This new X Men one might no, be third. No, I'm not putting that in there. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. So you you can't, yeah, the last movie can't be that much of a drop off and still be a classic trilogy. Yeah, no. I didn't say. Like, imagine if Return of the Jedi was just like. I didn't. Well, nowhere I, well you near. guys say classic. I didn't say classic. I said it was, it was one of the best. If we're talking I mean, movies that have been trilogies, I mean, sure. I would Iron Man, Iron well. Man fell off after the first one. Yeah, exactly. And it's not easy Thor, to make three. Thor didn't movies. have a great one until the third one. Right. Right. I would count the Avengers as well. Oh, right. the Avengers trilogy yeah, is, is a trilogy. It's the goat. Well, it's the goat? No, nah, it's not the goat. I would say it's the goat because Endgame and what's called no, because Age of, Age of Ultron was too much of a of a step backwards. It was yeah. not a. It's people people stress too much how bad the movie was. It wasn't yeah. that bad, but like, I I can't I can't put it there. Right, because it was just you I, gotta be consistent. The way I the way I would label the X Men one, I think it's the top five. Oh, the top I mean, five superhero sure. movie trilogy. I mean, I, I, I'm not. I mean, is that saying anything? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's the point I'm trying to. Where's make. the Blade trilogy lineup in? <laughs> I know, <mean>, right? <laughs> Who's seen it? <laughs> um, but in in uh in uh Vaughn's idea for the trilogy, it included one flipping the order for Apocalypse and uh Dark Days of Future Past. And him saying that the, the the basically the company Fox was like too excited about Days of Future Past and basically didn't understand pacing and just rushed it ahead to be the second one and made Apocalypse third, and that he wanted to cast a younger new Wolverine for that Apocalypse movie in the seventies and that it probably would have been someone like Tom Hardy. 
Either one of those stories would you guys want to touch on? Um, I think it's interesting that Matthew Vaughn is saying all this now. I mean, that's kind of the thing. <laughs> Honestly, that was the first thing that stuck out to me was, why is he saying all this? Well, I guess like, you, why is he... you know the first thing I thought of. He had an interview. I don't know. Oh, it was an yeah, interview? I mean, somebody asked him. Yeah, himself. it was an interview. But the first thing I thought <laughs> of. So. I was like, is he saying this on social media? Yeah, the first thing I thought of was the X-Men. Well, not the X-Men. Well, Fox in general was bought by Disney, obviously. So you think it maybe so some kind of that Kingsman N- stuff, kind of NDA maybe. Oh, well, that Kings like he was connected to the Kingsman this whole time. Oh, it was that's made true. by Fox, so he couldn't say anything bad about right. Fox and the way they handled mm-hmm. the X Men. Now that all that's with Disney, his his <laughs> status is up in the air. His bosses are completely different now. Mm. Even if he's doing Kingsman, it's not with Fox. So now right. he can say he can say, yeah, these dudes they screwed it up. I left the X Men because Fox and they screwed up the X Men. I would have done it way better. So that's the first thing I thought of. Just in um, terms of the timing. That may not be what sparked it, but I think that's what. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I think that makes sense in retrospect. Because it's just weird timing. Why He's had, like, five years to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, at that's, least two years. Yeah, talk about that's why I'm just like, uh. But, um, uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I thought he did a good job with First Class. Um, I thought Days of Future Past was fantastic. I liked what Fox did with the movie. I don't... I. I liked that Hugh Jackman was in that movie. Right. I think I would have preferred Hugh Jackman to Tom Hardy <laughs> in yeah. that role. Well, I, I think that would have been two Wolverines. And like that, well, our so dad. You think, so he's saying that, that Hugh Jackman and Tom Hardy. I mean, he didn't movie. get asked that specific question, so we don't know. But that's how I envision it. Well, yeah, the way the way he said it, he he was saying that yeah, like I'm gonna include a young Wolverine in, in Apocalypse. Apocalypse would have been the second movie. The old characters and the new characters would like interact, combine, and without, so would, you would have had Jackman and old Tom Wolverine Hardy or with whoever. young Tom Hardy, just like you had McAvoy and Fast. Right, it would be like a young Stewart cast and, 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 and 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 the other guy. Now, what our dad McClellan. mentioned. And something that I thought about as well is Wolverine doesn't age. Yeah. So why is there going to be a totally different actor Wolverine to a new actor? Well, Wolverine does age a little bit. He ages a little bit. Because, I mean, because we see in Dangerous Batch, he's older in the future than he is in the past. Of course. But why? He was in first class. <laughs> Hugh Jackman. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, so so you, it was a cameo, but... Well, I'm... I, You'd have to. Rewrite I think them. what happened was I think that I think that 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 plan was got scrapped very quickly, and so they added the cameo. Yeah, that cameo would not have been. I don't know if Wolverine, Wolverine would have been in that movie if it was up to Fastbender. I mean, Matt Vaughn, to be honest, that's what I think. You think maybe Fox told him to throw Hugh Jackman in there? Yeah, we got a certain number of movies he could be in. Yeah, so it, why made, not put him? it was a great moment, but I think that that was more them pushing that on him. Not mm. it just doesn't make any sense because it, it doesn't make sense now. Even when you watch Days of Future Past, it doesn't make sense. It's like, wait a minute. So, like, they don't remember running to this guy at that Mexican oh, right, bar. Right, right. They don't, and, yeah, he doesn't look any familiar. Yeah, he, you know, the one guy you're looking at for, you know, to fight and he told you to F off. You don't remember this guy at all? Yeah. Charles Xavier, psychic? Yeah, really? you were recruiting this guy to join the team? Yeah, you made the effort to actually recruit this person. Yeah. So, you you didn't have that, a file that, on that, him? That, that, that never added up. That never added <laughs> up. It, just, it never added up. And now it doesn't add up even more, and now it kind of makes sense why it doesn't add up. Fair enough, yeah. Um, I still, honestly, I still would, I still like, I like Days of Future Past the way they did, and I don't want any alterations to that. Even if, and it's, it, also with a different Wolverine, I don't want two Wolverines. Um, I like the the concept of him. Yeah, he ages a little bit, but like 
not to the point where you you're gonna cast someone different. Yeah, right. In the way that you would for a normal person. Like like I think you can make you can do the the fast bender and the McAvoy thing because what call it looks really old. Like Patrick right. Stewart and Ian McClellan are really right. old. So like you can tell me like yeah they just you know lost weight yeah. you know got really wrinkly and now this is what they look like you know but right. like Hugh Jackman it's like he's still a younger looking guy. You know, so I don't know. That's kind of why I, I think it would have worked. Because, like, I don't know how old Jackman is, but, like, he ain't that much older than Hardy. Right. So, in terms of the age thing, I don't know if it would have been as drastic as you guys would make. It's not that Tom Hardy's 22. Well, that's the problem. Is that why are we casting two different people? Yeah, my thing like, is... Like, why, why is there a different Wolverine like and it's the same universe? I don't, like, want the, I don't want the Wolverine looking that different. Why well, I guess, the, I guess the idea... Well, here's what I think the plan was. I think the plan would have been now you have a younger actor who can now play Wolverine for his ever... To me, I think Matt Vaughn was doing a better job of franchise building than Fox was. Because he would have hand-given you a wonderful Wolverine to then continue with. Yeah, that would have yeah, been great. And, and that would have made the more problem sense is they than what they have done Jack now, which yeah. is we don't... We don't have Wolverine, so let's just sell the company. I'm not, I know that's not what happened, but that that ended up being the result of what happened. I mean, I look, I think it's not a big issue. Like, they probably could have sold of Day of the Future Past with two Wolverines, and, like, there would have been some people barking why they look different. That's weird. But at the end of the day, people, you could have explained it some whatever way you wanted to, and people would have went to go see the movie. It would have been fine. I guess my issue with this, why I don't necessarily agree with Vaughn, is that I don't think the issue with the story is that they went in reverse order from what he wanted, and that they went like his issue is that I would have done Apocalypse first and then Days of Future Past third, or Apocalypse second rather, and Days of Future Past third, yeah. and then that would have then everything would have been great and introduced that. No, I disagree with you on that, but go ahead. You disagree with me or Vaughn? You. I think Vaughn makes more sense. The issue with Apocalypse, oh. the issue with Apocalypse was that it didn't make sense that you were introducing a new X Men team and having them defeat Apocalypse. Right. And the only way you could do that was to do the Phoenix. And, and that, that didn't make that, sense because now I, we have a Phoenix that well, yeah, we don't exactly. care about and that's now what I'm we have too. to do a Dark Phoenix movie. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying too is that if you do Apocalypse second before Days of Future Past you're still getting you're still going to have a new X-Men team. No, you don't because remember Days of Future Past and, and the second movie whenever you want to call that is like a 10 year jump. So you could have had you, Days of Future Past ended in a way that we didn't. We, Charles didn't have to go through all of his depression and drug use and the stuff he went through in the seventies, like he did in Days of Future Past. You could have just had him. He got hurt. He said he was gonna build. He said he was gonna build a team with the X Men, and and you know, he's in the wheelchair with the bald head. Like right. you could have just had him do that, and then they fight Apocalypse. But like that could have been ten years. Like the issue was the way they did it. You didn't have to re. They did Days of Future Past to. Because it was the better story, and it made more money. But who are you introducing as the X Men at that at that point? Just in the timeline, like it's in the, if we're doing the nineteen seventies, who we know we got Wolverine, but like, are you gonna do Cyclops and Gene, and they're just gonna be like earlier, like they're gonna be around in the seventies? I don't, 70s I, I don't think you have to do. I don't think you have to do the re. I don't think you have to do all. So, the, so you're saying all that- of the like. Like whatever they did, the like the origins that they yeah, did the in, in, in Apocalypse, I don't so, think you had to do that. So you're saying they would have done used the team with like Havoc and and uh, you know Beast, Beast Mystique. I guess. Mystique. So you're no, saying that Mystique team would have been involved. No, I, I think Beast would have been involved. Maybe Havoc would have been involved. I don't know about Havoc. 
Um, but I think Beast would have been involved in for fat the fast the pressure would have been involved. My what I'm saying is there's a time jump between the first and second movie anyway. Of course. So my thing is you guys yeah. are worried about an ex, a young new X Men team. Well, who the, are the, the X Men? The that first come in X, the that, first X Men movie team. that team has been around for like ten years. Like there's no reason why you couldn't do that again. There's no reason why you couldn't just have another Cyclops and Jean Grey and all those people. And they could have been seasoned. But my thing is like now in the timeline they're coming much earlier. So now they're not I, coming much earlier. Come, oh, oh, you're talking about in the from the eighties to the seventies, but you're pushing that movie up, right? So now, I mean, you can do that, but like now we're talking. Now we're gonna go forward into twenty ten or whatever, or two thousand five. Even now, they're gonna be it's thirty years. They've been X Men. You know, so it becomes a little more awkward. But it's if you're trying to, to line it up they, at one they, time. To me, to me, but to me, they still kind of have an issue. They still already it's still awkward. Yeah. Introduces them early, so. My thing is, I'm all for better storytelling. Forget about the continuity. They ruined the continuity already. Right. So you might as well do whatever the hell you want to do. So I, I think he would have made more sense because you wouldn't have gotten to this Dark Phoenix. They pushed themselves. They wrote themselves into a yeah. Dark Phoenix corner. The point that I didn't was have make, to happen. Yeah. The point I was going to make was that I, I, I had a problem, or I, I disagreed because, like, similar to you, I, I think that it was, it was the mistake was doing Apocalypse at all. Or you know, as early as they did him, and if you put him second, I mean, I see your argument, but if you put him second, the problem may still arise. That all right, so we have you know, Apocalypse in the second movie, you know, a newer X Men team. Like who have they fought? Now you could argue, you you, you know, they could have fought plenty of people in that ten year gap. Um, who are the X Men that we're talking about? Is it the original team? Is the new people? Right. It's gonna right. be the the main cast. I mean, we're including Wolverine, but we're we gonna include a Cyclops and Jean Grey. Wolverine I mean, you still have I mean, still have Magneto in the fold. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Um, I think Steve I, I, was I would agree with Vaughn if he were like, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done Apocalypse for like three movies. Right. I, right if he were right. like, I would have done, you know, First Class and then something else, something else, something second. else that's not Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Right. I would have done something else, and then maybe something else. If he just named whatever idea. you said, I would have done Mr. Sinister. Second. Yeah, something. Or, that would have made sense. But or I would have, <laughs> I would have done Sinister. The Savage Land, and then I would have done Genosha, <laughs> and then I would have done this, and then I would have done Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And then I would have done Days of Future Past. If he would have say that, then I'd be like, okay, but I don't want Apocalypse. I don't think they should have done Apocalypse. They shouldn't have done it. They should have done Apocalypse. <laughs> if they were going to do Apocalypse, that should have been X-Men 4. That should have been X-Men 4, 5, like Endgame. Yeah. Honestly. But once like, they decided we're doing yeah, the first five, the yeah, Apocalypse of, is like the Thanos of yeah, X-Men. that's kind of the scale sure. of what that event should have been. Yeah. So, once they were like, we're going to reboot it, there's no way they should have been like, we're going to... And then, again, basically, like I said in the first segment, basically doing a second reboot with Apocalypse. Essentially what it was, it was like, we're going to reboot right. the reboot <laughs> by adding the, all these young characters and say, yeah, but we're going to have you guys fight Apocalypse. Yeah. I just think that... I, I Now, I agree with that, by the way. I agree with Shamari's point. I... If I was doing, if I was doing it, I would not have done Apocalypse there. I'm just saying, to me, based on, so I think Matt Vaughn's viewpoint was flawed, also. But I think he wouldn't have gotten the issue that we have now, which is a terrible issue. Which is why, again, we don't have this universe anymore. They wrote themselves in a corner that didn't make any sense. Whereas I think the Apocalypse corner, it wasn't, it wasn't nearly the the dead end that we have now. Like Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could have, you could have easily again, the first X Men team, they weren't. It wasn't like they were, they were, uh, they were around for a long time. So you could have jumped the universe. He said that we would have been in the seventies, like it was anyway. 
So I would have, or I think that movie was in the eighties. I think uh, Which one? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Apocalypse in the eighties. Right. So okay. So you make Apocalypse in the seventies, and you 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 introduce a whole new team again. It's a ten year jump anyway. So you have a whole new team of X Men. They've been fighting for a long time, and you have them fight Apocalypse, and then you lead that into uh, Days of Future Past, where now you have. Uh, a new X-Men cast that beyond Days of Future Past you can still do more movies with and you give the send-off to the old crew that deserved it. My, would, would we have gotten... Uh, would we have still gotten Logan? And yeah. Matthew Vaughn? I think we would have. Because I feel like at that point then Fox may have said, well, we got to do Tom Hardy Wolverine movies. Why would we do Hugh Jackman? No, I don't I mean, think We could so. have done Hugh Jackman, but... I don't think so necessarily. That, yeah. The other so, thing, I, maybe well, you could be right, but I don't know. Right. I don't. I, I want to put a, a movie up for consideration for our new generation review. I think we should do uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, the Rogue Cut. The Apparently, Rogue. that's a better version of Days of Future Past. Yeah, so that has, that has, I've never that seen. That has it. Rogue in it. Apparently, as more, it's a more cohesive film. It has uh, adds character motivation and cohesiveness to the story. Interesting. It has rave reviews. So, yeah, so we should, yeah, yeah we I definitely think we should um, do that. Yeah, we should definitely. The one thing I will say is, in terms of studio involvement, Fox, I, I they didn't make a huge mistake because Age of Pass was great. Like, no, and so like I understand their mindset of like, yeah, let's just get it out. But I'm not sure how I feel about just in general. Like, imagine if Marvel, or imagine if Disney rather, told Feige. Yo, Endgame is crazy. We gotta make this a second movie. <laughs> I'll double your. I'll I'll go even further on that. Imagine if Feige told the Russos, "Forget Winter Soldier. Civil War has to be second. Exactly. How that would have messed up what they did. Exactly. That would not have worked. It would have been a, now. It still worked. Still would have been yeah. fire movie. <laughs> like right. just like the interview that still fire movie. But that would have kind of ruined the story that the Russos were telling that gets exactly. finished in Endgame. Exactly. So, like, that's where these studios, sometimes they have to trust the storytellers and just be patient. Because they're building to something, which a lot of these studios want. If you're doing an X-Men trilogy, obviously you're building something. This isn't, like, we just got to put out movies to survive. Now, what I think is, I think Fox was in a much less comfortable position than Marvel was at the time. First Class was great. Had great reviews. But, you know, they, they had X3, which wasn't good. They had... Uh, X Men Origins wasn't good. Wolverine, and the Wolverine. So it was like, man, like three out of the last four movies have been good. <laughs> we did a great one. They saw Days of Future Past. Like, this is a great one. Yeah, we, we can't mess around yeah, with some apocalypse movie. We don't know if it's even gonna be good. So they they, they did Days of Future Past, and they were like, all right. And I think that they were. I also think they were chasing stars. I think they saw, oh, we can get Patrick Stewart and Ian and McAvoy, like McAvoy and, and, and Hugh Jackman. Stuff. Oh, no, that's a cash cow. Yeah, like, Jennifer Lawrence. Apocalypse was a bunch of yeah. no names. And the, I mean, it's that, not going to be the same. I mean, the same money maker I mean, that uh, Apocalypse was. The advertising I mean, for Days of Future Past, yeah, the, past yeah, is that, one of the, the, the best advertising campaigns for Fox sure. has ever done. For sure. Because yeah. I was so hyped to see that movie. For yeah. sure. No, I agree. Um, Remember we had those posters, those know, posters, and that's and with that's, half McAvoy, half Stewart. <laughs> I was losing my mind. But this is that's the <laughs> that's the perfect example to me of, um, yeah, the 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 storytelling side and the money making side. Yep. Fox at the end they was it, it was about making money. So damn, Matt viewed Matt Hughes' storytelling. Yeah, Vaughn. Yeah, Matt Vaughn. I'm sorry, Matt Vaughn's storytelling. Uh, we got money to make, and this is a money maker. You giving us a story that 
is is is, is a cash cow, right. and we'll figure out the rest later. But that's the problem with Fox. They <laughs> they couldn't figure out the rest later. X Men Apocalypse was certainly a we'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> right? Never did exactly. exactly. And now now again, we got Phoenix. Now we don't. Yeah. And now they don't have a company. So there you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, sad story. Uh, we didn't even talk about Dark Phoenix, but we got to move on. I, I will say that I, I'm prepared for this to be a train wreck. I'm just gonna say that. No. Oh, the third act. I'm I'm already prepared to be terrible. I think it's gonna be a train wreck. And you saw Simon Kimberg. I, I mean, I don't think you guys care too much about like any minor spoilers or teases. But like, he came out and said like, yeah, you know, because people ask like, yo, why are you guys killing off or teasing that you're gonna kill off Mystique? Yeah. In the trailers, he's like, you look, you know, you know, there may be more to come or something like that, or maybe more major casualties or whatever. And I'm like, like why? Are, like, I mean, I guess he's trying to get people excited or like, but like, why would you say that? But why is he saying that? Like, I don't know. Look, man, we'll, Kimberg, see, we'll, we'll see what Kimberg has to deliver. You know, I think he wants to get people... I think he knows people aren't excited for this movie. I think he's trying to drum up some, like, some talk. Why would I care like, about the characters are going to kill off that won't matter as soon as yeah. the movie's over? They might just do something where they just, like, kill off all the characters. I, I hate to, Simon, <laughs> <be> Simon, <laughs> Simon, <laughs> Simon's been so intri- intricate uh, and so important to the X-Men that we've had in the... Vaughn, yeah, the recent era. Vaughn era, right? Um, and so I don't want to, dis- I don't want to disrespect him, but Star Wars. Rebels. With that being said, I do feel like ever since he was tapped to be this director, I just have had a bad feeling. Oh yeah, I said this at the Someone time. Who's never been a director? Once, once I, I, he's doing the press runs, to giving out spoilers. I'm just like, this is a train wreck. The whole set third act. Had, how do you write a movie as exactly like some other movie? Like what? And you got to <laughs> do the whole thing over. And then you're just like, man, this is too much. Like. You just do it Captain Marvel, quote-unquote. <laughs> yeah, like, we got to do this whole thing over reshoot. Come on, man. Fox is probably looking at... That's that's an irresponsible, you know... You know how much money they wasted probably doing that? That Yeah. That's a lot of... You got to call back, you know, uh, Sophie Turner and a... And a James McAvoy. James McAvoy. We know how much money that costs? Anyway. Man, man, some of these posters he has on... Hey, he posts on his Instagram. He has some fire posters. Oh no! The, the 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 posters have been lit. The artwork has been oh, tremendous yeah, for post, this. These posters are fire. Yeah, I've seen a lot of them. They're all awesome. I think that a lot of the promotional art for this movie has been excellent. I don't think there's been one thing I didn't like. I just think the movie. Is yeah, I just awful. think it's a bad idea. So every time I see it, yeah, I'm just hopefully. like, uh, dark. I mean, look, my expectations are low, so I think they can impress. Also, me. I just don't <laughs> like that. Sophie Turner looks, you know, exactly like the same Famke Jensen yeah the same Famke Jensen Famke Jensen like I don't know what's X3, going on you know same jacket same like well, well clearly yeah, same, yeah, same, same well, clearly uh, you know they went ran away from the idea of oh let's give them really cool unique costumes that they showed at the end of it, Apocalypse because yeah. now they just have yellow X's they should have gave her like a real like suit of course that would have been crazy if she had like that's a what, real that's Phoenix what we suit all, that's what yeah. we've all been waiting I would have been like, I would be excited for this movie. If we had Phoenix running around in a real suit and the X-Men running around in their suits, I don't care that Marvel bought them. I'd be like, look, this is, give me Dark yeah. Phoenix. This is the end of the trilogy. Yeah. Now this, I'm just like. This is. Exactly. Yo, I got to go see this. Man, Fox is trash for putting us through this. I'm sorry. It was trash. There's no more Fox. So let's quickly, guys, wrap up the show talking about. Uh, the show recap. So this week, uh, let's start with the Cloak and Dagger uh, season ending. This was a, I think, a very strong season for Cloak and Dagger. Um, I think a step up from season one, which season one I think was pretty decent. But um, I think that they introduced a very good villain. Um, 
it's funny the, the superhero shows that are going more and more into the paranormal weird are the ones that are resonating with me way more than the cape shows but this is another show where like i was trying to follow half the what was happening it wasn't easy necessarily no. um but it was still one very artistically done and very engaging um the gentleman that played andre mm-hmm. as a villain i thought was uh was good um I think the stories they told with Tandy and um, and with uh, Tyrone. Tyrone made sense, and I think that they they put their I, what I liked about the season was it kind of uh, they made bold decisions with their with the side characters too. Um, Bridget fully embracing mayhem, Ty's mom shooting that dude dead in her bathroom. Uh, these were moments that I didn't ex- necessarily expect to happen. Uh, her, you know, even her mom relapsing at the end, and yeah, Avita becoming the uh, Avita voodoo. Yes, like like I I enjoyed that this show. I thought didn't really. Um, there were it, this this season could have easily towed the line. They could have had their characters towed the line. Could have been cookie cutter yeah. and been more cookie cutter. But I thought that they made some bold choices. Uh, but choices that I think got them to where they need to get to, which is Tandy and Tyrone leaving the city, going somewhere, hopefully New York. I don't know, though. Um, or L.A. Or L.A. They say a beach, so that makes you think maybe L.A. And, uh, and, and and moving them closer romantically as well. So, um, but I, I, I thought this was a really great season. I thought the season finale was excellent. Season, uh, episode six, B-Sides, I think is a, a Jenny potential nominee episode. I thought that was a phenomenal episode, which really kind of introduced us to what was going on the entire season with uh, with Andre. But um, what did you guys make of uh, Cloak and Dagger? Um, yeah, I mean, I, th- I, I thought Cloak and Dagger was alright. You know, I I wasn't as high on the, the, the Andre villain. Really? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I just... It, he just—he was all right. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't terrible. Um, I just feel like his motive. I like. Why was he evil? I would argue. I, I would argue he wasn't. I would argue he doesn't think he is evil. Uh, right. He. So he, is he just insane? He was. I mean, clearly he's insane. Everybody he was. He was somewhat he was. insane, but he. He was. He was. It was for him. Him. He was taking advantage of people to, to numb a pain that he was dealing with. Right, so more so, and he was able to do that after the rig explosion through, dealing, uh, through uh, manifesting people's despair. bad memories or despair or even their own thoughts. Some of these, like the Tandy stuff, was interesting because like he's, some of the stuff was cool because like some of the times it was actual memories, and other times it was just their own thoughts and how that would would cause issues. I thought that that was neat how he could tap into both of those. Yeah, that's a real villain in Marvel comics, by the way, too. Yeah, they call themselves despair. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I thought he was all right. Uh, I, I mean, I think there were some episodes that were really good, um, like EJ mentioned. Um, I thought we did get good development from from Tandy and Tyrone. Uh, I just, I don't know. I just feel like overall the season was like wasn't. There weren't too many like wow, you know, type moments. You know what I mean? So that kind of not that didn't bother me, but it just if I look back at the season as a whole, it kind of 
just feels it just feels like like a solid like seven out of ten. You know what I mean? And hopefully they do something wild for season three. I have my my hopes that they will. Uh, my speculation, but if they don't, then I I would I would that's what I would suggest. Mm. Um, I thought this season was. Uh, I thought it was okay. I I'd say it. W- I'd give it about the same rating as I would give the last season, which I guess you could say isn't a good thing because I didn't think it was much of an improvement. You saw some cool development. I, but I wouldn't say it was it was bad really. I mean, I thought the vil- I thought the villain was. Um, I like that it was it was. Uh, um, uh, I like that the it was more of a like. I feel like last season, I mean, you kind of had a villain. I feel like this season, it was more consistently there was one villain. Right. Yeah, last season was uh, like it was just Roxanne kind of Roxanne and, and the cop and, and the and the and Connors. Yeah, yeah, Connors. <laughs> right. And uh, I was like, okay. Um, I feel like it, they were more trying to tell uh, a cultural story. Right. Kind it of. It wasn't like a personal villain. Yeah, it was much less personal. Um, but this season, it was just it was just they're going up against this one guy who's causing all these problems. And I thought he was. I thought. I thought it was. I thought. The, I thought the actor did a good job in his role. Yeah, the actor was good. Yeah, I thought he was. Well, I thought he, he was. He, I thought he, he was did, very compelling. What he did, he did with the best he could do. What he was given, and yeah, it wasn't bad. Brooklyn McClain. Yeah. Is 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 he is he the homie from the barbershop in Luke Cage, or am I bugging out? No. He's not right. He just. No, he just yeah, he just looks like him. Nah, that dude's a mad. What are you talking about? The dude that's like sit that like sits at nah. that place and plays chess or whatever. What else was no, he? In? That he's guy's too. Yeah, he's evil. like old. He's right? mad old. Yeah. yeah, he just looks like a young version of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can definitely see that. Like <laughs> they look alike. He can play like a um, <laughs> do a do a flashback or something. Yeah, but um, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, the Luke like, Cage reference, by the way. Was dope. Yeah, that Luke Cage reference. I do was like dope. Luke Cage reference. Um, uh. But yeah, like I, I mean, I thought the, I thought the villain himself was, I like the artistry of what he did, and how they portrayed that. I thought how it manifested itself in the final battle. I thought, I mean, I was like, okay, I mean, they can only do so much, right? You know, with, with him as a villain. But um, I thought the actor did a spectacular job, and I did like the. He was just annoying. I don't know. That was my problem. You know, just and look, villains. I guess they're supposed to be annoying. They're not supposed to be likable, but it's just like yeah. I think this guy is being like, "What are you doing, Tandy Bowen? Who are you, Tyrone Johnson? How do you how do you know how do you know Tandy Bowen? You know, it was just you're just bothering me. I don't know. Uh, Brooklyn McLean <laughs> actually used to be a hooper, by the way. He played at a Cal uh, Northridge. Oh, Cal State Northridge. Yeah, yeah. Ah. He's a basketball player. He became a he became a actor. Yeah, uh, he's following he, the uh, the I, I, I got like, the annoying bit. Myers Ali playbook. <laughs> yeah. I got the California college. I got the annoying bit as well, but I think it, I don't think I took it as Kendall. I think I took it as yeah, he's a annoying villain because I hate him because he's All right, exactly. trafficking right. girls and whatever, and All like right. he he seems unbeatable. Oh, I did, <laughs> exactly. I did, yeah, I did. I did like the human trafficking like I did too. message because you don't see that told like ever. No, in anything. And I like and I liked how they at the end they kind of I like how you know to me Tyrone kind of has his Luke Cage moment where he's oh, like yeah. these are how the streets are gonna be With run gangs, yeah. while yeah. I'm here right I think that I think they and how and we're tying that in yeah for sure like, they definitely I think were. they wanted the Luke Cage inspiration and to see Ty kind of right. step up like that was really I mean I think that's one of my favorite Ty scenes 100%. when he's with the gangsters on the on the on the rooftop 
Well, it's even before the rooftop. I mean, he's just picking them apart, like, all over the city, which right. is crazy. He's gotten so much better with his powers. Um, and shout out to them in the finale for having that shot of, like, Dagger flying out of uh, Tyrone, you know, with Dagger in hand. Like, that's, like, that's yeah. out of a comic book. Right. That's any picture you've seen of Cook and Dagger. <laughs> right. You know, that was, the fact that they, they, they used that, and they were able to use that in, in a way that, that allowed them to defeat the villain was cool. No. Um, I was higher in the season, you guys. I, I enjoyed a lot of it. Do we think, well, I'll ask you guys, I'll pull you guys. I have my own speculation that I think we're, we're going to get um, a crossover between the Runaways and Cloak and Dagger next season. I think that that will be, when I, when, I, when I said in the beginning, I thought, you know, they could be going to Los Angeles, you know. I think, well, uh, they said a beach. They, so They a, said a beach, they said girls. Missing girls. Missing girls, you know, the the... The girl from season one, Destiny Gonzalez, was missing. I think her body was found on a beach. Right. So, uh, I mean, I, who knows? But um, I, I think that's... I, I would suggest that. If they're not doing it, if they don't know what they're doing for season three, and I, if I was going to the showrunners, I would... And Jeff Loeb, I would say I would I would do a crossover. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that would be I think that's what they're going to do. I think it's likely that that's what's happening. But the question is, is it going to be a one episode? Are they going to appear in The Runaways? Is it going to be a special... Like, how's that going to work? Like, I think it'll be... The next season of Runaway is going to still be in New Orleans, and this is just something that's... Or Cloak and Dagger? No, I think, that's right, Cloak and Dagger. I, mean, I think the finale kind of wrapped up the whole New Orleans thing. That's what I... That's the feeling I, I got. leaving New Orleans. That's the feeling I got. And I, they need to do, leave New Orleans. Yeah. I've seen enough of voodoo, jazz. I don't want to see another... Yeah. I don't want to see another jazz trumpet. Yeah. And I'm done with the New Orleans. Um, yeah. And I love New Orleans. And I love that the show was set in New Orleans. I talked about that in season one. And I liked Zion. it in this season. But <laughs> Davis, Drew Brees. But um but no, nah, I think that I think that I'm cool with I'm cool with with New Orleans. Especially because, I mean, again, Cloak Dagger to me is synonymous with big cities too. Right. So I'd like to see them getting mixing with a New York City or if it's a Los Angeles. I think a Los Angeles could be cool too. Another another interesting thing with the MCU is that they the stuff with uh, this Andre dude, a lot of his powers and stuff, and the voodoo stuff that they introduce, uh, could tie into the brother Rudy character that we'll see in, what well, we may see in the Doctor Strange sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not we'll see that tie in, I doubt it because you know the MCU, the TV, and the movie stuff, they don't acknowledge each other. But uh, like stuff with the Loa and stuff, the stuff that ties in with brother Rudy, yeah, that should be. That could be something they could reference, but that's our introduction to that stuff. Um, what did we make of the Swamp Thing uh, pilot? Swamp we thing. saw this uh, just a couple of minutes ago, um, or not minutes, now an hour ago. Um, this is one of the best things I've seen DC shoot on television. No, I, I would say it's the best thing I've seen DC shoot on television. I mean, to bring... From a visual perspective. Yeah, to, to that looked like it looked like a movie, Yeah, and have. not a low-budget movie. Like it looked like a medium budget movie. Yeah, it looked like it looked like a horror movie. It was sh- it, it was, sh- <laughs> Which it was never gonna be super high budget, but it looks like. Horror. But it was shot in a way. Even the scenes that aren't horror, it was shot in a way. The cameras they're using, I don't know how much money they poured into that show, but it looks amazing, and it's it's matched by really good acting too. So oh yeah, I mean the pilot is really good. I can see why people were raving about it. I'm surprised people loved it as much as they did. Because to me, it's a little slow. Did they only see the pilot? Or did they make, or did I think they, they saw the, the first, first two episodes. Yeah, they saw, saw so the first So maybe the second episode is even crazier. Right. 
Because I, I can see that. Because, I mean, they're saying this is the best thing DC's ever done. And I'm like, dude, Doom Patrol exists. Right, like, exactly. You, you can't, you I literally can't, just said, you like, can't Doom say Patrol, that. Doom Patrol, like, was the best show I've seen in a while. You might have said it was the best show on TV. Yeah, like, it's the best show. It's the best superhero show on television, easily, right now. You know, so, like, it's hard for me to imagine Swamp Thing would be better. But, right, but they've seen two. I've seen one. After one, I wouldn't say it was better than Doom Patrol, but I would say that this is really high quality. Right. This is definitely in the neighborhood potentially like the only thing for me was it moved a little slow so i'm surprised people but it's maybe very, well but again the second episode could just be fire we didn't could even be, could go a lot quicker we, we don't get still the haven't even swamp seen thing. yeah we still haven't seen swamp thing until the very end, yeah. the very end yeah, yeah exactly so like i mean i'd look i thought it was i thought it was good um i can see how it's going to be a very very good show uh i don't see doom patrol no, this is nothing like Doom Patrol. Yeah, I don't see Doom Patrol. Not, not even close. Like, you this think, is more like Titans. Well, no. Yeah. I'm not saying in terms of... I'm saying, like, I don't think, like, as good as Doom Patrol. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't see... I don't. I see, can't say that today. Right. But I don't see Doom Patrol good. Um, I well, what do you think was better? This pilot or Doom Patrol pilot? You could argue this pilot was better. I would agree. Um, Doom Patrol... And was, I like the Doom Patrol pilot. Doom Patrol was just so consistently good for 15 episodes. Something you rarely see in any yeah in any television show, but yeah. especially a superhero show because superhero shows are particularly so freak of the week nowadays yeah, right. that like they're never going to be good for over twenty episodes for fifteen episodes well, even Do- for thirteen. Doom Patrol kind of they kind of broke the system. They took the Netflix route really over like the right, the and they, they kind of broke the system by 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 introducing character driven content, not story driven content per se. And the, the story right. was still great, but it was way more about that individual character exactly journey. the background of each character yeah then just moving along through 15 episodes to get to an end exactly that wasn't what their plan was and that, the way they did that they had the perfect villain and Mr. Nobody to like still have him be a presence even though we're talking about individual storylines that are often taking us in the past exactly right um, so I don't know if it'll be as good as Doom Patrol um, but I can see a path where it, it's very very good because um, this first episode was very good and it didn't have Swamp Thing so if you're telling me that you know you have a show without Swamp Thing be good and it's called Swamp Thing, and now we're gonna introduce Swamp Thing, who's the the main character is why we're watching, if you do him good, I mean, now what do we think happened at the end? Like with the dude, uh, he became Swamp he's Thing. Swamp Thing now. You so you think he's so he's Swamp Thing? That's who the yeah, the, the, yeah that guy Holland yeah, like, yeah, is, character is turns Swamp, into Swamp Thing. That's his okay. thing. All right. I mean, there are multiple Swamp Things right, exactly. in like, history. Because that's, right. that's, that's what I'm wondering. Like, but no, I there are stories sure where he's this... with Swamp Thing. There are stories where he is Swamp Thing. No, right. I'm pretty sure this guy, like, yeah, this, this, in this story, Holland's going to be Swamp Thing. Holland yeah. is Swamp Thing. All right. Um, I was confused. I didn't know. I thought Swamp Thing was still. I thought he was actually, like. I thought he was the one doing stuff. I thought he was the one killing people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, what? Like, so I guess it really is, like, some, like, disease. Swamp. Yeah, that's the, and, and then that they threw in the swamp, disease. and now he, somehow he survived, and he well, can encompass or maybe counteract that disease. Or well, I, I thought the disease was a real thing. I thought he was the one lifting the boat and stabbing the dude and Same, doing yeah. all that stuff. I didn't think he was the one plaguing people. I thought uh, that was. No, I thought that was him. Yeah, I thought that was some something natural that he just did some unintended consequence that right. I guess was positive for him. <laughs> um, but I thought this pilot was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the acting was great. I thought the cinematography was great. Um, shout out to um, was it Sophia Falcone right, yeah. from Gotham. 
Crystal, Crystal Reed. <laughs> Crystal Reed. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. She's Sophia Falcone to me. But, um, uh, but yeah, shout out to Crystal Reed. I thought she did a fantastic job. Um, I look forward to seeing her as a lead in the show going forward. Um, and the rest of the cast. One thing I, I thought so, I watched someone else do a review of the show, and I agree. This is a, just in terms of just aesthetics. This cast is just is all beautiful people. <laughs> so it's just pleasant to look at, you yeah. know. And this is just uh, it, and the acting was very well done. Um, I mean, we got we got Coach Yost, as, Yost as, as, Ned Yost, Yost. Yeah. as you pointed yeah, out. Shout out to Coach Yost. Yeah, shout out to Coach I, yo, I heard his voice and I was like, Yo, yeah. that's Yost. You know, <laughs> I knew yeah. it from the beginning. We, we watched the trailer and I, I, I was like, Yo, that Yost. Yeah, Yost in here. And <laughs> what's, what's ironic is that the coach just died. I know. Yeah, you know, like yeah, week. which is crazy. It's so, so to see creepy. him, it's like seeing a ghost. It's like, yo, Yost, man. And for those who don't know, uh, if you've never seen Remember the Titans. Yeah, Remember the Titans. Coach Yost was the defensive coordinator for the T. Uh, That's my T.Y. Williams. <laughs> T.C. Williams. T.C. Williams. Denzel Washington's defensive coordinator. Denzel coordinator. And a fan favorite. So, And that's the same actor who played that character. And now he's... He's in this show as I, I assume a villain. I assume he shot that guy. Yeah, Sunderland, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't think it was him, or he hired that guy to shoot him. Do we? Does anyone know who that guy is? Oh uh, no, I have no. Do we think you've been introduced to him yet? The Hashling and Slasher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was wow. just like the Hashling and Slasher. <laughs> That's what he looked like. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't guess. That was, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it could have been him. Maybe he just went out at night. I would think someone would. Hit, would I mean, he looks like he comes from money. Right. So, he's not, like, he's not like old southern money. Work. Yeah, right. that's why I don't. I don't think he would one be the one uh, go out in the bog and swamp. One of those Alabama you know, Lancers. <laughs> Jerry Jones. Yeah, you know. one of these, uh, Jerry Jones NFL owner guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm digging this though. I'm digging this. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued. Well, we will definitely be recapping this show often. I think. Uh, I love that it's it's so different from again anything I've seen from DC. Even though we only seen two live action shows, but they all have their own different vibe. Um, I don't think the Titans vibe worked necessarily. Uh, this uh, the Doom Patrol vibe worked perfectly. And I think this is the perfect kind of feel you'd want out of Swamp Thing show. But to make so we, we're gonna assume they're all in different universes, right? Uh, I'm not gonna make that assumption. But we think this could be in Titans universe. Yeah, I think it's possible, but I'm not gonna make that assumption. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it's. They, I think Doom Patrol is, is on its own, but I don't know. It probably is, but I don't know for sure. They can do whatever they want. Like they can throw the Doom Patrol in the Titan universe they want. Just be like, this is the new Doom Patrol. Yeah, even though the, you know, the, the chief we had before was like a murdering psychopath. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. This chief is like, is a murdering psychopath, but hasn't murdered people in decades. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's a good place to wrap the show, guys. So uh, for thank you guys for listening to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk podcast. Of course, we'll be back next week for more Hero Talk. You can catch all of our podcasts on New Generation Podcast Network on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Also, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, New Generation Media. Uh, follow us on social media, on Facebook, New Generation Media, on Twitter at New Generation Pod, and on Instagram at New Generation Podcast. Follow Shamari on Insta- Instagram and uh, Snapchat, mtshan 22 Follow me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.